What's up, baby? It is AEW Dynamite Review Time. But first, we get to interview Walter from Journey Pro to go over all our shows or secret shows. This is Total Spot Fest. Welcome to or welcome back to Total Spot Fest. I am JJ Brownlee. That right there, that's Jamie Faulkner. We are here to give you an action-packed show. We had the AEW, would you call it the go-home dynamite for Grand Slam next week? 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got we got uh, a bunch, and, and they announced so much tonight on AEW. Basically, a pay-per-view on TNT next week. So... Uh, it's we're gonna get all into it. So we got we got a lot of stuff going. AEW, lots of setup things happening. Some cool stuff. Also, uh, if, two nights ago was the debut of NXT 2.0, and oh, is it different looking? And things and stuff involved. There was a wrestling wedding we're going to talk about, because who doesn't love a wrestling wedding, Which made wedding, the show. Right? I watched that, I did, I, and then I got the highlights of the other shit, and I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. the most disappointing thing, I'm just going to get it right into it. The most disappointing thing about this damn I, NXT was Mandy Rose is a brunette? What? What? Uh, <laughs> I wow, mean, she's, you're, you're, she's still dynamite, because she is just... A goddess like let's just be real but still she is a it blonde was, goddess like it was very interesting i have a note on her that when we get to nxt i'll tell you about but ugh. yeah brunette mandy rose is different looking it was it, there, lots of shocking different things it's going a on. toxic uh, attraction yeah see that that yeah the name of what they were is just uh, is god awful so, so kevin but, dunn you're welcome <laughs> well we're gonna get to nxt in a little bit later so you know you can tell jamie loved every second of everything that they're, they're doing over there in tuesday night land so <laughs> i do not. so before we get to that, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate. I mean, I didn't expect you to like get all hot this early, Jamie. Like, damn, oh, you just god, just dude. I, I don't write to it. I it's like go for the jugular. Watch it. it. Like, I legit <laughs> got the wedding. I'm like, okay, so I recorded it. So you know, I started watching a little bit, right. and I'm just like, Jesus, this is just hot garbage. And one of the best guys on the mic, and one of the best wrestlers that they have, jobbed out for Rick Steiner's son. And he was in a title match later that night. What? Like, it made my head hurt. It's just like, oh, you know, it's just one of those moments. Like, what were you thinking? It's it's like watching the Ravens offense. Like, ugh. Very well said. Uh, so, like I was trying to say, we will be getting an NXT later. So, I mean, thank you, Jamie, for, there. for starting now. We're already there. Uh, but, uh, at, no, we're not, because I do want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching, like I always say. Uh, if you are on YouTube, join the conversation, hit a comment down below. Touch the like button while you're down there. It does help us out quite a bit. If you are listening and you want to join the conversation, you can get us at Total Spot Fest on Twitter. So, before we get in and talk about NXT or anything else, <laughs> uh, Jamie's just going off script tonight because he's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, wrestling's, wrestling's been putting him in a mood today. I don't even know why. So, it, yeah, and, and like Dynamite it's was fine, weird. but I'm just like, ugh. 
it's 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 yeah he's he yeah, he's 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 being he's being uh um you know fiddly jamie so uh whatever it is what it is but before we get to that we want to actually cut over because we did yes uh, two days ago two nights ago excuse me tuesday night we had an, another interview with our good friend walter from over at journey pro so journey pro casey's next show is tomorrow night friday the 17th 8 p.m edwardsville kansas all of our shows are secret shows that's the name of the show it's fan fucking tastic uh at the edwardsville city park free show donations at the door for a great cause for the wine dot services mental health i, I screwed it up wine dot center for behavioral health <laughs> i i don't know why i have such a hard time saying that it's a very 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 good charity it's a very yes. good cause they're gonna get so, some money for sure uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're getting, they're getting a nice nice good sized bill from me as well. So anyway, so we're gonna cut over. We're gonna give you guys the interview with Walter uh, here that we did. It was a, it was a little over an hour. Uh, so for those of you listening, if you're not from uh, Kansas City, you don't really care that much. You can skip ahead. There'll be timestamps down below on YouTube as well. But. Oh, we had a great time chatting with Walter about Journey Pro in general, the show coming up, talking about the card. We played a new Impossible game, which was quite fun. And he even talked quite a bit of football. So uh, listen, uh, take a view here. Uh, we'll be back in just a little bit, and we'll talk about NXT Info, as well as Dynamite, and set you guys up for next week's AEW Grand Slam pay-per-view. I'm calling it a pay-per-view. On TV. It is. It is. Grand Slam. <laughs> the Grand Slammy. All right, guys. So we'll be back in just a few minutes here. Check out the interview. And we are back again with our good friend, Walter, from Journey Pro KC. Uh, in preparation for tomorrow night's live show outside, not in the sweltering heat, uh, we'll give you the location here in a little bit, but Journey Pro KC, Kansas City's September show. All of our shows are secret shows. It's a fantastic name. I love everything about the kind of like the 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 theming of this show. But uh, uh, Walter is once again back. So thank you, Walter, for giving some of your time. Uh, we weren't sure if we we're going to be able to get you in. I know it was a quick turnaround from. Mm -hmm. uh, from weekend at journeys but uh he's gonna hear get, talk us about talk about this he re released the card uh walter did uh on monday so we're gonna talk about the card we're gonna talk about uh, what we're ready for kind of shoot the shit for a little bit and uh jamie does have a question at the end of everything for walter as we do like to play games so welcome walter thank you for joining us once again Thanks, guys. Always good to uh, be here. One of these times I'm going to have a real microphone, so I don't sound so <laughs> terrible on your recordings, but today is not that bad. Uh, was, so okay. I, I, I have a new one since we last talked, and I still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm working on it. There's, there's so many, I am, I am not, no, last one, I think I got it figured out. If you heard the last video, uh, it doesn't crackle anymore. Uh, the volume's still drastically off, but I'm getting. I am not an audio engineer, and there's there's a whole lot of like not, like dials and sliders and things and. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> regardless, so uh, all our shows are secret shows. I'm, we're going to go ahead and, and spill the location because I remember the per, the the big onus on this was that. 
uh, you, you can't post on social media and anything. You, know, you did give us permission to say it on our on our vlog here, so we're on our, on our uh, podcast. So we're going to go ahead and say it. It's happening at eight p.m. this Friday. There's plenty of availability because this is a free show. If you had not heard that yet, it is true. F R E E free show. Now it is at an awesome spot. So it's in Edwardsville, Kansas, at Edwardsville City Park. Oh, at like 8 p.m. on a fall evening. It's going to be dry, like 65. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be great. Uh, so free show, but we are to, they are taking donations at the door for Wyandotte County uh, Behavioral Health Services. Did I get that right finally? Close enough. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> the Wyandotte Center for Behavioral Health is what it's called. But you're very close. Yeah. Very close. So, yeah, I just wanted to say on top of that, I just wanted to add on, like, in addition to taking donations at the show for that, for people who feel that the wrestling was worth uh, uh, spotting a little money for, um, we will actually be selling uh, uh, dogs and vegetarian dogs and beer at that event. And all profit from that as well also goes to the Wyandotte Center. So basically awesome. any any dime of profit that we make off this show, we donate to the Wyandotte uh, Center. So uh, that's amazing. I'm I'm a little questioning the vegetarian dogs. I have no idea what that's gonna look like. Um okay. it yeah. Hot dog. <laughs> have you never seen like a tofu dog before? I mean I probably have. I mean, I did grow up in Central. I do. I did grow up as a kid in Decatur, Illinois, the soybean capital of the world. So, all of our meat in like middle school was was all soy. So you know, burgers, soy, pizza, soy, everything soy. So I probably had them, but I don't know. It just it sounds off to me. I don't know. They taste about the same. And the funny thing is, you, know, you actually. Never, kn- I'm gonna try one. I've never had you, one. You know what's in it. That's the big difference. You actually <laughs> know what's in it. It takes some of the stigma out of it, I guess. I don't know. I'll, I'm going to give it a try. So, hey, expand your horizons. So. I mean, that's just something that we want to do like here. Like Anytime we offer food options, we are trying very hard to make sure that there is like a vegetarian or, if possible, vegan option. Because we just try to be as inclusive as possible to everybody's needs. That's awesome. I am assume we'll probably sell a lot more of the regular dogs and right. rocks than we would that, but we'll have the option, and I want people to know. That's why That's Walter awesome. runs the promotion, not us, because I would have never thought about that. I'd just be like, there's hot dogs. Have fun. See ya. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a meat eater by, by trade, so yes, I would totally just go with the meat. So I, I actually do. By trade, you say? Someone pays <laughs> you <for meat? laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on the Atkins diet right. right now, so it's just straight meat right now pretty much the entire time. So Almost the entire time, Walter. So we went to All Out. I don't know if you heard our, our, our recap, but we went to All Out weekend in, in Chicago. Our first of an annual trip now. We've committed. We're in. We're doing this every year. Uh, but Jamie and I drove up Friday, did the whole thing. We went to a GCW show at 11 o'clock at night. Fan Fest, drove into town, went to Pro Wrestling Tees store, uh, all outside party, all out, met, the whole nine yards, right? And Jamie's big thing as we we're coming up, as we we're leaving, I went and picked him up and on our way out, he's like, it's my cheat weekend. And boy, did he stick through with that. We had, <laughs> yeah, 
had Mexican food on the way up, which was amazing. Every city we went past, with the, you know, for, for the best rated Mexican food, we had, of course, deep dish pizza, Italian beef, uh, subs. Uh, uh, we, I got White Castle. We just, we, I, I ate more this weekend than I think I have in the past three months. And I'm not oh, same. <laughs> same. Well, you're the one who went to White Castle. <laughs> White Castle is a dangerous road food, having been on a lot of, like, not because of, like, gastro distress, but because if you eat that in the car, it makes your car smell like fucking shit. <laughs> like, like yeah. the onions and the, that thing, that thing smells so nasty. You got you better eat every drop of that because if you have any <laughs> leftover White Castle, you're in trouble. Did you eat at Portillo's while you were in Chicago? That's something wrestlers always do. We no, did we did not. Okay. But we did eat at Giordano's and... We met Danhausen outside of Giordano's out of character. Oh, that's funny. You met Donovan. Yeah, yeah we, Donovan. We yeah. Donovan. Uh, right. You yeah. meet Danhausen. How did you recognize him? I just he had a tank top on. So tank top with tattoos. And and, and I was I was we were because it was like a like a four, like a thirty minute wait or whatever. So we go stand outside. It's a nice night, and we're standing out there, and I'm facing one way vaping, and he's facing the other way. We're just shooting the shit, and he just goes. That's Danhausen, and I'm like turn around, and sure as shit, because you could tell his tattoos. So, so yeah. Jamie does I, a quite I, little, you know, thing to get yeah. attention. Uh, yeah, I go, hey, your shirt's very nice, very evil, and he just knew that we knew who he was, and he just came over and legit talked to us for like 20 minutes, just out of the blue. It was really cool, really cool moment. Like we didn't ask for autographs or pictures. We didn't do that full on Mark thing. We just was like, this is a great moment. Let's just talk wrestling yeah. with one of the biggest independent names in 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 the united states and canada for that matter like right now he is dominating especially on merchandise and he was there he wrestled uh both the gcw shows he did it uh, with warhorse who we're gonna put a pin in that uh he did it with warhorse uh the show that we went to and then uh he did uh, the show the next night the show where moxley won the the title uh, he did uh, four the four faces of Danhausen thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then he is doing like toy hunts with Ethan um, and other stuff and whatever. But uh, it was it was cool. It was it was great, especially because he knows so many people that we've seen through uh, Journey Pro. You know, of course, Warhorse, Everett Connors so on and so forth and then you know jamie had to give the hey you know come come to journey pro sometime wink wink nudge nudge thing to him so <laughs> yes yes definitely pimped you out to him oh thanks yeah dan uh, we actually have talked in the past we just never were able to put anything together so yeah well that'd be a we shall great see. moment if whatever happens it'll be a great moment yeah. hopefully jamie's two requirements something. were italian beef sandwich and deep dish pizza so yeah. maybe next year we do Portellos. That sounds like it. The line good. was insane oh. when we were there. So we're like, I no, I'm out. Like it was just ridiculous just to even get it in was. the place. It was. I wasn't committed to all that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. When I was in uh, Chicago for uh, for All In, I went to uh, a place that I knew back when I used to live in Chicago. There was, a, and sadly, it is gone. I knew of a perfect deep dish pizza place that is really a weird, like 1960s, like antique store slash pizza place. Oh, oh, cool! But it's kind of deep into the north side, and I think weren't all those events like out by like Hoffman Estates, like out yeah, the they're yeah, yeah, they're in the burbs. Yeah, yeah, it's like an hour trip to get to where the places I liked were. Because I only knew places that were within like walking distance of the L train. 
<laughs> so I, I just lived in the city. I didn't go outside much, but mm. I've had, definitely been out to that. That's where we were. Was out of that because I think that's where. Yeah, like Schaumburg, Hoffman Estates is where all animals too. Right, and I think that's where it's going to continue to be at uh, at the at the arena unless they move it to United one day because you know we had other things that we had earmarked that we would like to do. I mean, you know, I, I said when I was a kid, I lived in Illinois, so I went up to you know chicago plenty but jamie's never jamie's never been to wrigley field and i'm like well shit you have to go there once you know and so i think next next year we can plan some stuff maybe a little better figure it yeah. out we want to go to galloping ghost and we didn't get you know because that's once you talk yeah, to okay. yeah. that's, that's like an hour drive right you know it is because those are down south they're pretty significantly right well we drove mm-hmm. to pro wrestling tees and that was about an hour but you know so I yeah because that's pretty darn close to like logan square is where yeah it's just, it was, is, it's right? just off it's just uh west of lincoln park actually so okay yeah it's on damon right yes yeah yeah, yeah. used to live up in the blue line off of uh off of damon there it's uh yeah oh. that's a that's a haul in from like schaumburg though it is, yeah. but on a Saturday it wasn't terrible. It wasn't it wasn't nearly as bad. So No, it's still gonna be a long <laughs> drive there and back. It is. It is. Hey, you cool. know. Yeah, feels so different now, man, from when we were kids. Like it's so gentrified. All the cool shit there is gone. Like the alley's gone. Like all the weird like serio sex shops are gone. Like really <laughs> Wrigleyville is now just yuppie. It's really Wrigleyville is really sad now. Yeah. I had a girlfriend uh, graduated college, and she was from Chicago, moved back to the Chicago spot in, in uh, uh, Wrigleyville. And, you know, we were still kind of, you know, whatever. So I saw her a few mm-hmm. times, and it was awesome. But I, I remember, because that was my first baseball game ever. I lived in Illinois, and mm-hmm. that was my first baseball game in uh, late 80s. Uh, Cubs Dodgers. We sat first baseline about uh, 30 rows back, you know, give or take. And, yeah, literally, you get off the L train, you get there, and at the time, there was – Nothing to really like take a take a nine year old around to <laughs> outside of Wrigleyville that time. I think there was like across the street they had the the, the one bar that's now just fucking massive, right? And mm-hmm. uh, the one on the corner there, like right outside the the big red sign. And then there was like a a little cub shop, and then there was a couple like little tiny places to get a quick bite, you know. But now it's just it's just all mm-hmm. over the place, like Power and Light. To the nth degree, yeah. all yuppie shit is yeah. <laughs> yep. No, they had that that diner there right off of the uh, off of the the Belmont or is it? Yes, yeah, is, is it the Belmont stop that's there? That's, uh, Clark. It's the yeah, there's Clark and then there's Addison depending on which way you're coming. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Clark is the uh, the stop I'm thinking of though, where the diner was and like where Ann yeah. Sather is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Now we're just talking about Chicago. Yeah, talking about Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it was a good fun. Yeah. Oh, everybody has tuned out thanks to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're sitting there. It's like Jamie and JJ did this like two episodes ago. All right. Yeah. So let's. But, let's, but yeah. in all seriousness, no. Um, I sent you a message after you messaged me the the address. Um, about the difference in crowd at GCW versus Journey Pro and how I appreciated your vibe um, so much more. <clears throat> and it, that show was intense. Like, I've never been to a independent show that was, like, cranked to 11. Like, everybody was so invested. And, like, 
I had to get padded down in order to get in. <laughs> that just gives you sets the tone of, of the and show. We were and there on the Tamer the two nights. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there was there's just that different vibe. And if you would, I know you've talked about before, but you've always wanted to have a different vibe than just a typical wrestling vibe. And we really appreciate now that we've completely seen the two polar opposites. If you could just spend some time like explaining like what you're trying to go for at your typical journey pro show. Absolutely. So, I mean, since you specifically mentioned GCW, like one of the things that they have that I think everybody wants is that they have that basically kind of fanatical dedication to that brand and have cultivated that very, very strongly to where people feel like really connected to it as a company. And that energy can be good. You have to kind of make sure that you focus it. But Mm -hmm. I've had, yeah, I've had this conversation before. What the way that we know that we're succeeding personally at journey pro is I'll just lay it out as frankly as possible is that our goal is to sell 50% of our tickets to like women or non-binary people. That's how you know you're succeeding. That is, if you break everything down to what you're trying to measure, that's what it is. Because, you know, if you have the 95% male demographic show, it tends to be a little more, it tends to get a little more aggressive and testosterone heavy. And you know you're doing something like cooler and hip if you can get women to come and feel comfortable at your show. How's that for a a short, distinct answer to it? That's the vibe that we want. (laughs) Yeah, inclusivity, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's the one that's hardest for wrestling companies to meet. Oh, yeah. It wasn't always true. I think you guys do. I think you guys do a hell of a job of it. Hell, it... At weekend journeys, oh one, my God. Of, one of the best fans <laughs> of the night was going after Jeremy White. Was a woman just going after him, and I'm like, she's my spirit animal. Like she was just after him the whole time, and it's like I love that. Like everybody's just in it together, loving wrestling here. Whereas GCW was definitely felt more sausage fest, testosterone driven, very intense. It was even though there was a mix of women, of course, but it definitely had a different feel and vibe where yours is, I wouldn't say it's laid back. I would definitely say it's just more like embracing, I guess is probably the best way to put it. I can't describe it really in, in articulately, you know, it's just, it was just, it's such a fun show and completely different from anything I've ever been to. And I think that's why I'm addicted to it. Like a drug. Like it's like so good. Like I, I can't, you have to experience it. So again, Go Friday, go tomorrow, go to this show. Like yeah, you will thank do yourself. Do it, do it. Yeah. You know, DJ and I always have, uh, there's uh, an ethos that we live by when it comes to Journey Pro. And I think this ties back to your original question well, which is we say we aren't trying to sell violence. We're trying to sell fun. Violence, you know, as it comes in the form of like the wrestling show is just a delivery vehicle for the fun. And I think that's where a lot of companies go wrong. It's like you're selling an experience. You're not selling just, you know, because that's when you see like clips and stuff, like when people are promoting their shows, they just sell their most violent spots. It's Mm -hmm. like, I want to see like people having fun. I want to see people like with a drink in your hand, if you so 
indulge. I want to see people like seeing their friends and like really enjoying this together and getting that sort of mutual catharsis. That's right. the point. That's the that's the aim right there. That's the end game. Mm-hmm. The violence is secondary. And if you attempt to sell violence, if that's what people want, there's better ways to get violence. Just go watch <laughs> MMA or like right. I don't yeah. know, kickboxing well, or something. Yeah, I think I think that in the in the in the scope, if you would, in the wrestling promotion world there's room for some for a violent promotion too but when everything is that that's when you get the saturation where it's just like here's another thing where it's nothing but light tubes and you know you know doors and you know all this stuff it's like you know it's you know well i i know that back when you guys were at kansas hall we had several times we would bring other friends i had Friend of mine from high school was in from out of town. He came in uh, for your November show in nineteen, and uh, he had a total blast. Never seen wrestling show in his life, you know. Awesome. And total blast, right? You know, he's in yeah. Seattle, so he's not going to come to your shows very often. But he got a good impression of what a live wrestling show is. You know, we had female friends, coworkers of ours that we brought, and they had a blast. Even though they're like, "This is going to suck. Oh my god, it's going to suck," and they're like, "You know, that was pretty fun." Like. Yes, it was absolutely, mm-hmm. and love, you know, I love the besties. They loved the besties. <laughs> What's well, not to love there? But yeah, well, I mean, a little sweaty Vega. Why not? Well, I mean, you know, it's not really a question of like the content because what you're what you're talking about there is more like, say, a different uh, genre of movie than you are talking about actually like. It's more about the experience of getting people to go to the theater. And it doesn't matter whether you're going to see a horror movie, an action movie, a comedy, a rom-com, whatever. All those different types of wrestling can be represented by a different genre. It's about what the experience is like when you go to that by yourself or when you go to that as, like, a group of friends. That's the difference we're talking about here. And I think you can enjoy all of those types of movies for the most part as groups. There are sometimes I just want to go to a movie and like really like sink my teeth into like something like really heavy by myself. No question. But Journey is more selling the experience of, you know, being with people you like and having right. that like shared experience, like taking up that entire row. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, hell, case in point. Like, I can barely name any of the moves that happen to Journey Pro. Like, obviously, there's no Lion Tamer, but... Um, <laughs> there was no Lion Tamer. Dallas Cage no... may be your savior. Dallas, if you're listening, remember, our, to get him to remember our previous conversation. But, it's, it's, but a, it's a whole shoot. Don't worry. To your point, though, is, like, the fun aspect. Like, the, the do you like butt stuff by Heidi Howitzer was arguably the funniest thing and it's the most memorable mm-hmm. moment because it was so damn funny and then you know we happened to talk to um uh the Iceman afterwards i was gonna and, say Iceman yeah. coming in as as you know the you know twice into the thing so memorable yeah. it was like i nice. appreciate the hell out of that it's like i don't need to see barbed wire and people going through tables every damn week you know like give me a canadian destroyer give me something fun to watch give me like some some fun things that you guys have have done a lot and just like let's have a good time together and that's definitely the, the vibe that i okay i finally figured it out that that is definitely the vibe you know that is just it's all about good times and just you know free love man you know but not to love, <laughs> you know what i mean like just everybody's right. just there to love and just it's <laughs> awesome hell yeah love love wrestling 
But hey, can we talk about the card? Yeah, well, let's, let's let's talk about yes. the card here. Let's talk about the show itself. Okay, so mm. outside another outside show. You mentioned last time that you're trying to, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to at least for the short term until it gets too cold. You know, keep those shows outside. So stop smart. Dodge the COVID, guys. Let's I, just say uh, it's COVID. because of COVID, and I mm. I appreciate that. I'm not I'm not antsy to get in and go. You know, elbows to assholes with. You know, six hundred people, and you know, so I'm cool with that. So um, now I know that on Saturday you guys are going to be at the Edwardsville Fall Festival, doing a more a shortened kind of PG family friendly um, display of wrestling, if you would. You know, totally. Um, so did that come first, and this just kind of you know fit the bill to go in at Edwardsville City Park because of that? Or were you purposely looking to try and bridge them together? I know doing back-to-back days for logistics, it makes it easier if you're within a certain area, right? But yes. what was the what was the antithesis for getting uh, on uh, the 17th at the city park in Edwardsville? No, I mean you you nailed it. We had the uh, we had the autumn fest first, and that was something they wanted us to do actually in 2020. Oh, okay. So we had been booked for that festival last year. <laughs> But unfortunately, that festival did not uh, did not occur. Like like any festivals last year. Yes, it did not occur. So we got we got this one, and then it kind of came together naturally. But like doing it as like a secret location nearby, and honestly, I'm kind of hoping that enough people see us who really like it and uh, don't have anything going on on Saturday that we're going to use it to help promote their their little autumn fest over there because that's yeah. also free. But this is a full, the 17th one, of course, is the full Journey Pro experience. It continues our storylines. It's within canon, whereas the one on the 18th is not. The one on the 18th, that's always a mistake when uh, companies try to do festivals where there's family that aren't super, like, intimately familiar with their product. They try to do, like, elaborate storyline stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like, outside of the ring, it's stupid. You just want to get people in there and, like, and work the kids, basically. Yeah. That's what you do. You want Absolutely. to work the kids. Yeah, like I have a six-year-old daughter who's been banging me up to go to a wrestling event because um, she wants to be like her older daughter who happens to be our Sister. pay-per-view champion mm-hmm. out of three of the four brands. Um, but uh, she's just been banging me up like, I want to go. I want to go to AEW when it comes to town. I'm like, girl, I'm not paying for you to go to AEW. Like, I don't even know if you like wrestling yet. And it's like <laughs> when you guys found out that when, when you said you're having this thing at Journey Pro doing it at Edwardsville and it's free. I'm like, oh, my God, I could possibly bring my daughter to this like during the day. And if she's like she could do that and go ride some rides and get her face painted and like just do it all up and like introduce her to wrestling in a, in a different environment. Like as long as her soccer's done in time, I think we'll be able to get there. But, you know, like, it's awesome. Like, it's just, I really like the fact that you're going to reach out to even more people. And it's a hell of an idea. Oh, thank you. And we're really excited to do it. This is the first uh, festival show that we've gotten to do. And we actually have more of these kind of things coming, believe it or awesome. not. Awesome. Oh. So awesome. We're, uh, we're, we're getting to be like a... Uh, a traveling entertainment brand around the Kansas City metro. Where, yeah, you're, we're you're starting to Barnum and Barnum and Bailey's of the squared circle. That's exciting to me, but I, you know, we'll talk about those here in the next couple weeks because more of that stuff is awesome. coming. And I guess, yeah, yeah and, you wrestle at Renfest. 
That'd be awesome. That would be fun, actually. They're over though now, right? Don't they go through like Labor Day or like? Uh, uh, they go through no. the seventeenth now. They um, go the week after Labor Day or week after Columbus Day now. Gotcha. I mean, Red Fest should definitely be in the fall. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm it start saying. it starts at Labor Day and it ends at uh, Columbus Day as we used to, but now they're going an extra week. Right. Well, I think it should go long. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's talk okay. about the card. Let's talk about the card. Sorry. So, gotcha. yes. um, thanks to the Chiefs. We can give Chiefs credit there, I guess. Uh, you, 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 <laughs> uh, you know. As a Steeler fan, I'm appreciative because yes, please beat the Browns as many times as possible. Uh, but uh, we did, you did give out the card on Monday, and mm-hmm. we went over it on our show last time we recorded. But my God, you didn't hold anything back here, Walter. This card is stacked. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, you know, I might have held something back yet. I'll just say that there are more. There are potentially surprises on the card. Not there. So, oh man! But I did like, give away like yeah, the the majority of what we had planned. Like just put it out there. I, I, I'm a man of my word. I made a bet, and I just I've seen that too many times, man. I've so, seen that too many times with the chance you are. Back up, back up a little bit. There you go. Sorry. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So let's run through it. So the very first match you announced here was the premiere. That's Campbell Myers, SK Bishop, and uh, Camaro Jackson versus Trevor Outlaw, Angel Escalera, and Darian Bankston, who we've seen Darian Bankston a few times. And SK Bishop is Quadzilla, right? That's the guy's Quadzilla? Uh, camera, camera Jackson. Camera is, oh, yeah. is, is, That's is right. Quadzilla. Yeah, I remember seeing him when he did the Zello Pro Show, or you know the the crossover. His legs, yeah, like he is legit Quadzilla. I've never seen legs that big in my whole entire hey, life. Wow. Totally. Yeah, he and uh, Kenny Alfonso used to be a, a team in Kansas mm-hmm. City called Alpha Omega. Yeah, you remember right. them? Mm-hmm. That was a few years ago now. So, if I remember right, the premiere they build themselves from Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, as long as it's uh, Bishop and uh, Campbell Myers, that's correct. They are from Kansas City. They are because they were from Kansas. Yeah. Yes, Cam Jackson's from St. Louis, but he that's went, what it was. He went yeah. to college here in Kansas City, so it's still ah, potato oh, cool. potato. Yeah, it still works out. So, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're Kansas City based. We'll call. So this next match is arguably one of the ones I'm looking most forward to, and that's War Horse versus Kevin Koo. That was the first match for this card, actually. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, you got Warhorse who rules ass, you know, and then Kevin Koo from MLW. It's like, Jesus, like, that is, that's got badass written all over it. Yes. Most metal match of the night. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Well, you know, I kind of viewed it as, like, an interesting crossover between, like, a guy who has a very punk rock ethos versus a guy who has a very, like, 80s metal ethos. I kind of right. so my clash of like musical styles as anything. I dig, I dig it like hell. This is the yeah. third appearance for both. Okay. And uh, no, I'm sorry. This is Warhorse's fourth appearance for Turning Pro, and this is Kevin Q's third. Ah, so, I don't think we've ever seen Kevin Q. I think we have. I think we've have seen we? him. Yeah, I know we definitely see Warhorse twice. He he jumps off him... of the, the bar right beside us like twice. It was awesome. Oh uh, yeah, when he wrestled Aaron Williams. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah, were so, so Q uh faced uh was on our very first show and faced Gary J. 
Oh. And that was the same. Uh, Warhorse was also on that show. He wasn't called Warhorse yet. He was called, like, the Warhorse Jake Parnell. He was mm-hmm. not yet just Warhorse in all caps. He faced uh, Ricky Starks on that show. Ah. The current oh, wow. uh, FEW champion. I would like to see Ricky Starks and Warhorse. Like, yeah, like. We didn't know what we had then. Those guys were way know, bigger right? than But Ku uh, did wrestle Shotzi Blackheart on one of those. Oh. Shows. That would have been a good one to see. So, yeah, most definitely. So we have, we did that. And yeah, this is uh, this is his return. And this is uh, Warhorse's return. First time post-pandemic. So that should be really excellent. Should be a lot of fun. That would should be a fun one. match. Um, I like to call the next one the man meet main event, and <laughs> this is the good. one called Manders versus Moonshine Mantel. Like that's a lot of guy. That's, that's a lot dudes. of beef in the ring at once. You know, yeah. no no vegan dogs in the ring for them. So that's for sure. That's a big meaty men slapping. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's big, you would say. Yeah, uh, shout out to the new WWE champ there. Nice. <laughs> But that's that's gonna be fun. That that be a good. That's gonna be a. Great that one match. could seal the show just because that, of how it could. T- rough and tough that one could be. Um, and and actually, I give up. I gotta give a big shout out to Dallas Cade. Like he says, you know, Moonshine wants to make sure it's snug. And I was like, I've never heard that before. And yeah, like he, you could hear everything he does, and like his chops, his his forearms to the back, like all of them just sound like they hurt like hell. And it's just. I'm looking forward to that because it looks like Manders is the exact same way. So this is going to be a really fun match. I'm excited. Manders is a new t-shirt, by the way, for sale, Jamie. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it's like a Motorhead uh, inspired. It's got a, a Hawkeye skull because he's from Iowa. And of course. Man- Manders with the double umlauts and stuff. It's pretty Ooh. Is it black, though? Of course it's black. It's a wrestling t-shirt. What the fuck do you think? Well, I'm wearing a white Bullet Club shirt today. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why we were so happy that Journey Pro, when uh, 78 weeks later, had no black shirts that they were selling. It blue, white, and orange. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so <laughs> out on black shirts right now. I'm trying not to, even though we bought like three black shirts this weekend. I bought so many black shirts. Yeah. It's hard to avoid. So, yeah. All right. So then we have a triple threat with, I believe, two debuts of Christy Jane's. Versus Laney Luck, the the returning Laney Luck, and then versus Sarah the Rebel, which um, who is so, my second spirit animal now? Fala Ba is my first spirit animal, and she has become my second because I I looked up all the new people, the for the debuting people after you had made the announcements, Walter, and her Twitter is fantastic. She is, I think she's hilarious. I love it. So I love awesome. that kid. So yeah, yeah, she does like comic book authoring and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 really cool stuff. She's dope. We had a. Uh, I had met her because we played like uh, during the pandemic. We actually played like role playing games together for fundraising. Oh, okay. That's actually how I met Suge as well. Huh. Suge and uh, Sarah the Rebel and Dark Sheik from Hood Slam slash GCW. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like a bunch of. Uh, we had a really uh, a unique uh, unique <laughs> group. Jake something played once. Nice. Yeah, just a bunch of we were just dorking out wrestlers dorking out. It was very funny. But That's awesome. Sarah is awesome, and you know it was it was nice because it was something we wanted to do. And she's actually retiring from in ring action at the end of uh, the year. Oh, okay. So really? I wanted to make sure that Sarah got a Journey Pro chance before she moved on just to commentating and ring announcing, which is the wow. way that she's going. But 
Hmm. So She's incredible and a really nice person, and I'm really excited. And Christy James is incredibly awesome. I hope you found out good things about. She's uh, well. We 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 were familiar with her. She was on. She's been on Dark before. She yeah. was at Empower for NWA. So yep. she's she's got good buzz on her. Lenny Luck, of course, we knew. Uh, sure. You know from before. And and yeah. Pro and love, even though and Jamie loves her intro. God, he loves that song so much. It's so yeah. terrible. It's great. Like it's one it of those ones. It's like I, his head for a week. It's fantastic. It's like <laughs> the first time I heard it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then it's like, it suck. Like I have to hear, you know, <laughs> that damn song, and I I will listen to it mm. till my heart's content now because like. I'm addicted to it now. I don't know what to say. Like, it's so bad, it's good. I understand. I hear you. Now, Lainey, has she moved on? Does she still do some... Because I know that she dropped the Zella Pro Championship a little bit ago to uh, Jordan Grace. But, uh, you know, is she still kind of doing stuff with Zella Pro? Uh, I mean, she'd been doing things, I know, MLW, and then starting to a little bit AEW and some other stuff like that. Do you know if she's still hanging out in the Midwest more? Or is this just kind of like a... Swing oh yeah, no, she still lives in the Midwest. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, she still she still lives in Chicago, where she's always lived, and All she right, still well, good. does stuff with. Uh, she still definitely does stuff with Zello. Oh, good. And good. Is, uh, yeah. So that that hasn't uh, that hasn't uh, changed in that way. So this is the first time we've gotten to be able to have her come down. It's been very difficult to our first couple of dates. Like we had uh, to get a few women on the card has been really nice because. We had a bunch of them we lost in at 78 weeks later, and then we had a bunch of women that we lost because uh, it turned out that NWA and Power ended up being, or not the uh, NWA ended up being the same day as our show. So this has been nice. This is three people that I think very, very highly of, and I'm hoping that we have uh, return. Sarah's a limited window, but mm, we'll wow. see what she can do. But Lainey and uh, Christy James, certainly. Yeah, definitely on the way out. Yeah, it'd be good to see her on one of her final matches. That's awesome. So cool. I'm excited about that. I love seeing good women's wrestling too. So I'm I'm glad we were able to score some schedule clearance for for this 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 show. Cool. Yeah, me too, man. (laughs) So the next match we have uh, Luke Langley, uh, half of the Enlightenment, who absolutely showed out. Uh, in oh, his looked, singles he match, good. he looked great uh, versus Cody Lane, uh, yeah. which I uh, we've seen Cody uh, before. Yeah, we've seen him. Yeah, yeah. This is his first time in Journey, but he's been around the Midwest for quite a while. This is finally his debut, and this should be a, a really good fit. Cody's very versatile. Mm. He does stuff up in uh, up in uh, Chicago a lot. He's been on TV, and so there's probably some of the stuff you've seen there. But this is kind of like Mike is out for this show, and Luke is kind of getting more chances to show what he can do on his own. And I think that, uh, like you said, coming off of the match with Davey Vega, I think everybody really is starting to see Luke Langley in a whole new light, I hope. Not just Uh, a tag guy. Yeah, Yeah. I remember for uh, 78 weeks later, he was was originally billed uh, in a singles match, or was it a triple threat or something? But it was, it was, it was like a. It, was it wasn't. A, it, yeah, it was. was yeah, it was wasn't an enlightenment because right. he was doing his different gimmick too. He wasn't doing the yoga gimmick. Right, but you know, <clears throat> things well, change. However he does, however he does <laughs> yeah. it's good to see him by himself. 
stand by himself because that's always the question when you see somebody you always see as a tag guy it's like can they do it you know and it's like it also vice versa so i'm a big yeah. fan i'm luke's luke's, yeah. luke's been great i love him so well i mean mike is uh i mean we were kind of booking mike on a little bit of a singles run we knew that the uh the sadals and besties were going to happen going into 78 weeks later we right. already booked that match but so we were kind of trying to say okay let's get luke langley out there and like show what he can do on his own as a singles competitor leading into that but mike bless his heart like the nicest guy in the world like you know there's no reason in bsing if there's a good chance that he is going to end up wrestling full-time out of a company out of florida sooner rather than later <laughs> at this point in his career and so right. he wasn't sure he, he really wanted to team with luke again because he wasn't sure how many times the Enlightenment would have that chance to do it again, and they'd been sure. out for So I was happy to to give that to him for sure, because you know I'm okay. a big fan of both guys. But now this is Luke's direction, sort of. He's kind of uh, he's kind of getting to to feel his oats and do it on his own, and I think that this is a really cool opportunity for him. Oh, it yeah. is, it is, and I think. A lion tamer would be an absolutely great finisher for him for his first win. So if you <laughs> plant that seed, that'd be absolutely great. All right, I'll let him know. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you got tweet all these people individually, Jamie. Oh, you I know, be, I know. Like, I just got, I got slide right. those DMs. How about a lion tamer? Um, speaking of lion tamers, um, there you go. Dallas Cade, our our heavy metal heartthrob here, going against JDX. I'm cool, looking right? forward to this one. My yeah, debut for JDX and Journey Pro. Yep, that was a that was kind of a later ad, actually. Really? We found That's out. Awesome. We found out. This has been great, man. This is what's been going on with Journey recently. Is the JDX uh, like like Darian was going to drive up, you know, for the show because he and he was going to see his family because he's originally from here. He okay. Lives in Atlanta, and next thing you know, we got a DM from. JDX, like, hey, I want to hop in the car with Darian. I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's do Come that. On in. Let's do he's, that. Never he's out of Deep South crazy. Wrestling, too, right? He's, uh, he's out one of the out. Like around the Atlanta area. Yeah, is it mm-hmm. down, down Georgia? So, yeah. so dude, I'm never going to turn that down. That guy's incredible. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, he's I mean, real good. I mean, honestly, that's, uh, that's how Alan Angels ended up here. Alan Angel oh, just was like, hey, can I like come up to Journey and work? I'm like, sure, <laughs> Alan Five Angels, you sure can. <laughs> yeah. Bring, bring your Dark Order it. theme and yes. <laughs> I mean, so that's a that's a really good I take that like as a point of pride. I'm really like honored by that that there's people who like want to come to Journey that badly. Yeah. That's, that's a good that's, that's a good that's sign. Great. That's a good Absolutely. sign. So, that's and, really cool. And Darian is, you know, a fantastic dude, except in the ring where he's a huge shithead. But <laughs> as a person, love him. Good person. Uh, bad character. No. Yes, <laughs> no exactly. Not bad. Right. Exactly. So. Well, <laughs> well Jamie's, been, Jamie's been pestering Dallas to do it. And uh, Dallas is telling... Dallas is like, I should do that. No, what I should do is I should find you and start to do it and then just leave you hanging and continue that on for like four shows in a row. And I'm like, yes, yes. Which I would that. love because I'm a big fan of long-term storytelling. So like, let's <laughs> just go. Like, everyone else at the show, but popping you, that's the uh, that's good business right there. 
<laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic joke. Yeah. You know, so, all right. Uh, what else we got? So then we have um, one of the, the best tag teams out there, Thumbs and Buns, going against Merck and the Huntsman, Jay Martson, which we've seen the uh, Merck before. He was in the, the tri- triple threat at uh, 78 Weeks Later. Yes. But the Huntsman, is this a, a first time for him? Nope. He was in, uh, he was in the, uh, he was in the uh, scramble at 78 Weeks Later. Oh, he's he one of the guys in there with the scramble. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yep, I remember him now. He looked familiar. I just couldn't place it. So, yeah. Hmm. Now the and Merck, of course, the artist formerly known as Graham Bell. Yep. Right. <laughs> right. Full on by Merck, and we are. He's leaning fully into his uh, his gimmicked bazooka. Yeah, bazooka is fantastic. Like I, I was getting a beer. I remember like when he is when he his his uh, entrance was, and it got it got the beer. I turned around. He just fired it. I'm like, he just fired the bazooka inside. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> he did it in Kansas too. He did it, oh, he, he did. did. Well, yeah, he, yeah. He did it. yeah, that's his thing. So yeah, definitely love me awesome. some uh, some Graham right. Bell. So that should be yeah. that should be a lot of fun. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think a couple of those guys have uh, have ever worked before, but you know, it makes sense. I think we've got ourselves a little uh, a little growing tag team there in terms of the uh, we got ourselves our little paramilitary group on the other side. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there 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 is a tag team tournament going on, so I mean, there will there is definitely a tag team tournament coming very soon. So maybe this is the, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Those are always great. And so, are the is the actual tournament starting then in October? Yes. Okay. Because I know That's you awesome. plan to conclude them at uh, Die Hard Two is also a Christmas movie, which I fucking love that name. Thank you so that. Oh, thank. Awesome. But yes. so there's so those are all starting in October. Gotcha. Okay. God willing, we eventually get to there is no Die Hard Six. <laughs> That's our eventual plan is to take we that will. to its logical conclusion and have I enough have, but it last long enough to uh, be able to say there is no Die Hard Six. I have faith in all you Journey Pro heads out there. So yes, for sure. All right, so this match right here, I might call it as the this might steal the show. I actually, I'm pretty confident this is going to steal the show. And JJ Garrett versus GPA. The, oh, yeah. the soon to be Mr. Laney Luck, if you will. Um, they are engaged. <laughs> um, but yes, GPA, okay. we've seen him when he came with Zello. He was amazing then. So and good. of course, we know what we got with JJ Garrett. We love this love match, should JJ be Garrett. amazing. Oh. He's been on fire lately in all the, all the promotions he's been running around in. So I'm happy to see him again. This is going to be great. Heck yeah. We were supposed to have him, of course, for seven year weeks later. Then we had a booking conflict on August 28th. He was supposed to be there for that, but he also, like, I mean, he had an opportunity that was, that is, there's no heat or anything. He had an opportunity that was too good to pass up. He wrestled uh, Lee Moriarty at Freelance oh, on the yeah. 28th. So you don't I, say wasn't, no. I wasn't going to tell him to not do that. I'll always tell guys to do that if yeah. they have an opportunity like that. And I'm glad he did because now Lee Moriarty is obviously signed to AEW. So mm-hmm. a last chance. That's a pretty cool one. Garrett. Everybody knows loves Garrett. I'm super excited to have him back. It's, it, I'm, I'm happy to see him because I think it's another one, too, that we might not get to see very, in the very near Very much longer. Well, uh, yeah, speaking of not probably seeing him for very much longer, 
um, the co-main event of Jeremy Wyatt versus one Kenny Alfonso for the Gateway Heritage Championship under pure wrestling rules. Of course. This match is going to be amazing. This is, is this the first time Kenny and Jeremy have gone head-to-head in a Journey Pro ring? Yes, it is. Because yes, I know it. they went at each other once in ML or NWL, I think. Boy, I don't remember that, but that's very possible. I don't remember if, like, they were they wrestling uh, the foundation? Was it, like, Kenny mm-hmm. and uh, was it Alpha Omega? Oof. Yeah. That's going Omega back there a ways, was. man. Yeah. That's very possible. Man, Kenny Alfonso was probably 21 when that was happening. He did that. <laughs> he might have been 20. He was, he was skinny. This will be, uh, this is a, a really incredible uh, opportunity for Kenny. And of course, this is his, uh, one of his two rewards is just to walk people back through uh, Ticket to Ride is that winning tickets along the way got you entries into the title tournaments, but whoever was the last survivor got a match with the Gateway Heritage Champion, who of course, not shockingly, turned out to be Jeremy Wyatt at the next mm-hmm. show. So this yeah. is the first of two rewards because Kenny will still be in that title tournament as well. Yeah, Jamie, did he get a bye too? He, uh, yeah, and I'll post more of that after we get through the 17th show as to how many tickets each person got and therefore who earns the buys on what tournament they're in. But okay. Kenny had four tickets at the end and Manders was second with three. Yeah. So whichever tournament Kenny decides to enter, whether he's in the tag tournament or the singles tournament, he'll have a first round buy. That's awesome. Jamie did call it when uh, we were talking about the uh, Monday night after they were announced. He did call. He shot the shot that Kenny is going to win the take the belt off of uh, uh, um, Wyatt. So a bold statement for a man who's held the belt for what three and a half years now, it's, or something. It's been a like long that. time. It's been a long. <laughs> I think it's time. over a thousand days, if I'm not mistaken. It is. So <laughs> Kenny is so hot right now, though. Like he is like lava hot you know like he's stupid hot he is he's you know it doesn't have the long-term storytelling that some may have but he's got the momentum behind him i would not be surprised if kenny alfonso comes away with this and eventually maybe gets the the uh championship for uh journey pro as well double champion oh you're making even bolder claims jamie damn that's 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 a pretty incredible uh that that would be a pretty incredible achievement for sure. We haven't really talked since uh, since Ticket to Ride. Were you surprised with how that all came out? I don't think we did a post. To- I was. We did. Yeah, we didn't. We did a post with the uh, the uh, Bruisers Breakdown and Beards guys. Yeah. So we had Dallas and uh, yeah. Kevin and Mike, and so I was pleasantly surprised to be honest with you. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Kenny Alfonso, but I didn't place him getting four tickets and winning the whole thing. So I I didn't know who I thought it was, but you know, it I think overall it was it was it was a it was a ton of fun. Gauntlet matches are cool as hell anyway. But yeah. you had enough comedy mixed in with some great pairings and everything flowed really well. It didn't feel like it took about an hour for the whole ticket to ride, right? Yeah, it came in three minutes under the anticipated time. It yeah. was uh, like like at sixty one minutes. I was anticipating taking an hour. It's like Royal Rumble long. There's sixteen people in it one on one. Right, mm-hmm. but it just so. feel like 
I didn't think so, Jamie. I didn't think it. Fit. No, it was. I thought it was great. And and the new people that we got introduced to there, like Trevor Aon, oh, that gosh. guy is cool. Like I, I was like, I don't get his gimmick until I saw it. I'm like, I get his gimmick, and I'm here <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, Trevor's do. That was another really exciting podcast there. But, yeah, the way you ended it too was fantastic. Oh, oh thank God. you. Frontman Jaw is awesome. Frontman Jaw. Awesome. Oh my God, I want more of him in my life. He is charismatic as hell. Yeah, I'm trying to get him for every show. I actually reached out to him earlier today. Hell, I, I want him to be an every show guy. I, 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 I'm all for that. I'll support he, it. He's great. He's a, I mean, other than my sunburn. I mean, it was a fantastic show. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the rub right there, isn't it? I so let's fine. just we let's just pull that back the curtain back on that just a tiny bit and let's talk about like behind the scenes stuff because we can do that here, right? You guys don't Absolutely. care. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think we're all adults here. We can handle the uh, the discussion. <laughs> I. So Ticket to Ride is, to this point, the most fun thing I've gotten to, like, put together in wrestling. Like, I, that was, I, I booked, I, that was, like, my thing pretty much from top to bottom. And I did that, that whole match and put it together the way it was. And I was super excited by that. But it was really risky because I wanted people to be ready for a surprise because obviously what happened at the very beginning is that the two clear favorites get like fucked over like right out the gate i know Mm -hmm. so and i was really hoping it's like man i really hope i get a reaction to this like i hope this gets heat it got heat it got heat so (laughs) it worked exactly like the way that i wanted to and then i would hope okay i hope people be are patient and realize that this isn't you know the end of this like this is not how this stops i'm not going to give away anything more than that other than to know that it's not like, you know, Monday Night Raw was re- was ripped up by Vince ten minutes before it went on the air. There was actually like a plan, but the plan was like, <laughs> okay, if we get this and we get you know this incredible like anger and fervor with with these four guys here, then by the time we get close to the end, I want to take people on that like real emotional journey. And, and by the time they get back with Kenny at the end, now you get a you get a big. They're, they're back up, right? Exactly. And I thought the it pop, worked exactly like I wanted it to. That pop when he won, it was beautiful. Like it was, it got loud there. It, like, it was, it was a big. The pop. thing was like the way it's yeah. spaced out there. Like you couldn't really like it was harder to get chance going there. Personally, you know, because we tried. Um, because everybody's more spread out at this one, but man, when he won, like everybody got excited. Like it was so awesome. Like it was very good storytelling. Like he very it's coming up to him afterwards and everything. And it was like, yeah, hell yeah. Awesome. I know. I felt really bad because we had like two kids sit behind us. <laughs> like we we're doing the Gary J chant. <laughs> yeah, like, Gary, Gary, Gary fucking J. It's like, oh, we're sorry about <laughs> that. Sorry about that. No, I mean, if we had been inside when that happened, I think that would have been real loud. That would have been if we had been like inside Kansas, that would have been boisterously loud. But yeah, yeah. the outside definitely sucks, makes that difficult. It, Which, it was hey, still very loud. Though. You know, you want to be safe and yes. do all this, and yeah. maybe some of the optics are a little off, right? Or the audibles a little bit off, but yeah, you can still feel it. it. You can feel the vibe when he won. I think that's the bigger thing. 
Yes. Maybe you couldn't hear it because we were spread out, but you could feel that vibe. I could definitely feel it all the way up there on the stage because I did ring announcing for that one. because Which that, you did amazing at, by the way. Oh, and really? Thank do that you. More often. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't pull that out very often, but it was a complicated <laughs> match, so I wanted to make sure that I had that one. And, you know, DJ Lee is awesome, but he's still kind of younger as a ring announcer. He's more of a, a musician than a... Yeah, that, but I, you know, he's a he's a long term part. But this leads into what we're talking about with Kenny and Jeremy, and you know that's pretty dope. Excited, yeah, so, excited. For so you kind of already hinted at it, then, Jamie. The main event of the show, probably. Yeah. Speaking of main event, from the beginning of of Ticket to Ride, let's, let's, let's talk about long term booking because this is uh, a little over two years. Yeah, two and a half yeah. years in the making, and in, in reality, real time, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. This was uh, this was something that was happening before the shutdown. This is the yeah. only story we really continued. Mm-hmm. And this I is love that because this is a great one because I I'm a huge Howlett's fan anyway but yeah we have the Howlett's going against Gary J and Christian Rose ooh like I love, this is I love gonna have everything about this whole everything all four everything every, yes everything it was, uh, it was the obvious thing to do which does not make it the wrong thing it makes no. it, sometimes that's the correct thing to do. This is the obvious like thing. So I don't know if you guys saw this on social media. I think it's worth saying again here. So before that match takes place, um, Journey Pro has decided to give uh, compensatory tickets to both one ticket, both to Christian Rose and Gary J. Yeah. Good. I was well, I was going to ask you about that after we. Okay. Good. So that's going to take place in the ring. We're going to present them with. Uh, with tickets for uh, for ticket to ride because of the interference of the Howlets. Well, then the Howlets are going to get pissed, and then they're going to come out, and they're be like, "Well, we want one," and then it's like fight us for them, and then there you go. They were not. They came out out of order, <laughs> just to basically wreck Christian Rose and Gary J. The Howlets get nothing. The Howlets yeah. get nothing. <laughs> Good day, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> nothing. You do get. You even lose a T in your name. Jamie's going to keep spelling your name. I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn it. <laughs> you can make a reasonable argument for why we're giving Gary and Christian tickets. You can. Absolutely, absolutely you can. They got screwed. Why the house get tickets. I mean, they were, they were literally being held from getting back in the ring by Anaya and Hoodie. Right. So. Yeah. And I mean, you can't that's... disqualify either of them because they both got attacked simultaneously. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who gets the DQ? In those cases, they the Howlets knew what they were doing. Is my point. The Howlets oh, yeah. intentionally like took advantage of the rules to make sure that both guys got screwed. That's what they do. Hashtag yep. heel shit. Yep, exactly. So They're yes, crazy. and that match is going to be falls count anywhere. Which I love that too. I can't wait for you. Did you not catch that, Jamie? No, I missed that. Oh yeah. So oh my god, that's gonna be great! So they're gonna be anywhere in our kitchen, yeah, in, in a city park. I mean, they're gonna go fight on the. They're gonna go find the jungle gym. <laughs> yeah, shit's going down on the swing set. Let's go. They have, uh, they have, they have a lot of room to run. So it's gonna be yeah. great. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. Yep. So yeah, the so the actual show itself is actually gonna be on the baseball field because we can use their lights. 
Oh, um, that makes sense. Okay. It's okay. Gonna, so the ring is literally going to be set up on the pitcher's mound of the uh, of the uh, the baseball field. Okay. In City Park. So we're are we going to be, be is, the, is the, are the fans going to be like in the bleachers, or is it going to be like seating around like the, the everybody actual... on the field, everybody on the field. onto the field, even better, even better. everybody onto the field. Yeah, the only place that we won't be is that we're going to have the talent to come the in dugouts? behind home plate. Oh, that's cool. That's and then walk from cool. to the uh, to the ring from there. That's going to be the entrance ramp. That we'll that's going to be a really good looking. If for those of you listening who aren't going to be able to make it, IWTV or Andre to Anarchy, that's going to be some. That's going to be a good looking. Like, I hope so. I think that's going to be visually stunning. Like, <laughs> gonna... I'm looking forward to this. I'm like, shit, can we do this? I mean, you have to take away a baseball yeah. field from somebody. Can we do this like every spring and summer thing? Just do it at the ball field? That's a great I, idea. Honestly, since they do special events, it's not the worst idea because, I mean, everybody can bring their, for anybody who's listening, you can bring your own lawn chairs. But, I mean, think about how much space we'll have if we, if this thing really draws like a lot of people because, again, you know, it's donations, but admissions free. So we got the whole outfield. Yeah. Like we Use could it. fill it with hundreds of chairs, yeah, and and oh. still be safe too. By the way, yeah, like I have a ton of lawn chairs, JJ. So if you need one, I got you. I I have I have my old. I think I have I have a fold up Steelers chair that I got back when I was a junior in high school. I I have a daughter in competitive sports. I got I got. So well, well, yeah, you you throw an extra chair in the back of your 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 vehicle because yeah, I don't know if uh, I I have I don't think I've opened that chair in fall five years, so it's probably not the best condition. I'm just saying. <laughs> that dude, that's that's gonna be that is a great card by the that's way, and, and you still have surprises. Idea. Now, is there any surprises you're willing to? leak to the public today or tease do you want to leave tease oh you know what guys not today i'm gonna have to hang on to these i'm gonna have to hang on to these okay all right it's too much there's too much story implication and so i don't want like anybody to really like be spoiled for that because we're running you know we're running basically you know two main stories right now which is the Rose Gary Hallett story, and the other one would be, of course, Kenny. Like those are the two hmm. primary yeah. things that are going right now. With other like sub things, we really try to, we really do try to have some continuity with our shows, which is really hard in indie wrestling, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because you right, never know yeah. if you're going to have right. everybody like month to month. So. So for those of us, those of you astute listeners out there, he did give you a little bit of a tease because he said it is a big thing that implicates into storylines. So that'll that'll give you, and I gave a, you the, and I gave you the storyline options. I think that's a fair hint. So yeah. we've limited it down. That there's something that goes along with one of those. Two well. If if you've been around, okay, now you got my, me spinning. Because if it's because if, if you've been around Journey Pro, as we have, yeah, well, we're gonna sleuth this shit right now. Um, you know, the Hallets always rolled deep back in the day. They were also part of a Team KO or something like that. They had Jake Durden, and then they also had the Royal Blood or Regal Twins, whatever you want to call yeah, them. That's true. So they that's could true. possibly be there. Then yeah, I mean, of course. And there is a take team tournament starting next month. I'm just going to say that again. Just throwing that out there. 
Yeah. Then on the other side with Kenny Alfonso, they had the fallout from who's going to take the fall uh, with, uh, I can't think of his name. I just know it was Buddy from NWL. I'm not your buddy guy. Um, Evangelistico. Yeah. Evangelistico, that's what he goes by now. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, could well, see he that. occasionally appears as both. Like, there's something really weird about that guy. Occasionally, he like doesn't realize. Sometimes he's Buddy like Shepherd, and sometimes he's Evangelistic. You know, he's I love that. I legitimately I love too. that. That's great. <laughs> so, and you, I mean, you got a lot there too. So, yeah, well, I'm really excited. Got, that options. was that was my favorite. I got help with guys to do that. I got input from both Greg Jovi and Evangelistic. Okay. About how exactly to do that uh, that segment of Ticket to Ride, but that was exactly what I wanted. Like that made so much sense. Like let's play with the rule set here mm-hmm. to make a conflict. Because and one thing that make that you know as you watch back, it makes sense is that like like Kenny has a ticket already, and if Evan gets a ticket, then Kenny can enter the singles, and then Evan can enter them into the tag tournament, which is why he's like lay down. Right, it does Kenny make sense. Not it's interested locked. in laying down. If Kenny gets two tickets, he just gets a better chance at one tournament. But yeah, but that's the that was the conflict that we wanted to get, and I wanted to uh, to present that uh, option. And Jovi did such a great job of using his promo time <clears> to <throat> catch everybody up to speed since it had been a year and a half since the last tag tournament got interrupted by COVID. I know, mm-hmm. right? So he did a really good job of saying, "Hey, most of you people may not remember this." Blah blah blah. I love that. I just want to, sorry. I just want to put over Joe Biden. Oh yeah. Oh no, fine. I love Joe Biden. He he gets good heat quick too. Yeah. Like he he he's phenomenal. He's great on the mic. Big yes. fan. And he made a he had a big part in helping both he and frontman Jaw did a really good job in helping that uh, that uh, that ending. And of course, with Kenny's incredible. Mm-hmm. talent ability and where he was all those things like really aided in bringing that to where it needed to be at the end and that really made me happy just wanted yeah. to get to know that it was fantastic yeah. so we, so we enjoyed every last second of it so there's some somewhere along there so everybody read between the lines and try and trying to figure out where you are just drop a comment down below let us know what your wild prediction is for any sort of swerve or surprise you know is it frontman jaw coming out of nowhere to screw kenny is it you know joe vine angelistico royal blood or whatever the hell they're going off of now probably not gonna be done but still what are your thoughts give us some comments down below lots of choices yeah, I mean, or, or it could be something we didn't even say. It could be something completely out of left field, too. That's the thing that I love. It's like, who knows, right? <laughs> so also coming out of the Atlanta area, I mean, it, it would be almost safe to say, like, maybe a Dean Alexander could possibly be, you know, coming up. Could be. Who, who we ran into at FanFest, which I, I tweeted that at you guys. I saw that. It was really cool. Like I go, hey, guys, get a picture and send it back home to everybody. And let them know that we ran into you. And he's like, what am I supposed to do this? But okay, yeah, like, it was really cool. <laughs> and then we just started talking about his his gimmick and everything that he's working on and how he tried to get on the Big Gay Brunch, you know, and uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Which, by the way, we got to see Effie too for the first time. That dude's phenomenal. Um, you know, it, brother has was, me left on red. Oh, Effie. Oh, so yeah, he's very busy. Yeah. He's stupid busy right now. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so of course we'd love to see him. I, I I tried to hit him up on on Twitter afterwards. Like, hey, thanks for talking to us. If you want to be on our podcast, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get him because he's probably got some good stories. Because you know he he does know every a lot of people here, and he's doing the AEW thing, so that could you know because he's nightmare factory, right? The nightmare he factory. A, yeah, he's probably a nightmare factory. He gives a breakdown of his like next schedule for the next couple of weeks, and it's like. Okay, so you just live in a car now, basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I go Orlando to Atlanta to this to back to here and then down Jacksonville to or, you know Orlando and then that, it's like uh. it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, he's uh those jerks really like uh, they also cheated tremendously at uh, Ticket to Ride as well. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, they, yes, they did. They, 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 <laughs> they absolutely did. They were. They did not abide by the rules of Ticket to Ride. <laughs> well, well, you know, in in fairness, I had an old football coach tell me, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying." So, <laughs> your Christian college football coach told you guys to cheat. You, Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just you know like. When you're you you know when you're in the trenches and you're oh, in he's there, trying to dig himself out now. Look at that. Like, oh, no, no. 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 <laughs> when you're in the trenches, it's kind of no holds barred. Like you just can't get outside the body. But once you're inside the body, you know, like they you gotta keep it close. You know, and I just grab jersey. I mean, I grab jersey inside, like right around, like underneath the shoulder. Oh yeah, that's like thumbs right up. There, like thumbs yeah. up, so you can drive yeah. the car. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, all, not everybody does that. linemen here get into it. So. No, everybody's holding on every play. Oh, 100%. Now, everybody, everybody is holding on every play. Oh, every, 100%. 100%. <laughs> every play. All right, play. so that's the card for Journey Pro here. Um, yeah. It's going to be a great time. 8 o'clock, Central Standard Time, Edwardsville, Kansas, City Park. Free show. Bring your chair. Sit on the ball field. Donations there for oh crap. Wyandotte County Behavioral Health Services. So Wyandotte Center. Which, if Center. you're ever wondering, I've had this county. question a few times, and I want to say, well, because of Wyandotte County, because it what? is in Wyandotte County. It's, so you'll notice, like, I have to address this because people have asked. They think I'm spelling Wyandotte wrong. Because the Wyandotte Center is spelled like the native tribe, which is W-Y-A-N-D-O-T. Okay. And not like the county, which is which the French obviously changed the spelling of to D-O-T-T-E. Right. So that is not me being stupid. <laughs> that is literally how the <laughs> How it is, people. Wyandotte right. Nation, um, like small like reservation, is downtown KCK because they seeded that... Uh, that cemetery, if you know where like the Seventh Street Casino is, yeah, yeah, that's the Wyandotte Nation land. Oh. So that's actually where the name comes from. That's like, cool. I didn't know that. They ceded it to them because there's like a a cemetery there from like the 16 and 1700s. I mean, this was all their land, so yes. I mean, so they gave <laughs> them back like a tiny sliver of it, and they have a cemetery and a casino. Wow. Anyway. Alright, so we're so, just gonna do so, nothing but Kansas City history on one of these. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Tons, tons of shit. That's that's our secondary podcast here, you know, the history of Kansas City. And like, well, you know, Kansas City actually predates the state of Kansas, and you know, the Kansas City, Kansas is actually no. Uh, so uh yeah, big donations is for is for a great cause, especially everything the wrestling community's been through in the past few weeks here. I mean, definitely uh 
well worth it. So bring some bucks, give it to them there, buy some dogs, buy some brews, and enjoy some good wrestling on a beautiful fall night. It's going to be fantastic weather, too. So mm-hmm. excited for that, Walter. It's going to be so beautiful. No uh, rain. I intentionally moved it to 8 so that we could have the under darkness and have it be cool. No sun. Oh, it's be yes. Cool. It's, it's going to be glorious. Because we can use the place till midnight, so... Oh, let's, try, let's try to not use it that long, but I would just want to be under darkness. I don't want to be under sunshine. I'm so tired <laughs> of sunshine. Anyway. Especially for last week. So uh, for those of you who can't make it, uh, you're still live streaming this. You're going to be able to live stream out at the, at the, at the, at the, at the parks? Yeah, we're still we're working on getting a multi-camera shot, but with the internet set up out there, that's not going to be possible. It's going to just be a, a single cam shot, but it will be, it will be seeable. So a single camera shot. That's uh, twitch.tv slash journey the number two anarchy. Give them a check out if you can't make it live, 8 p.m. on Friday. Uh, that's they are, are they going to do a shoot and uh, put it on IWTV then as, as well, or are you just going to do the single cam shot? No, we're going to record it as well. We've got our, film, we got our film crew out there as well. All right, so then eventually in the next uh, couple weeks or whatever, uh, yeah. however long it takes to produce, basically, you'll be able to see that on IWTV. Uh, if you have not subscribed to IWTV, it's well worth it. You get a bunch of promotions from all over the place, and real great stuff, including Journey Pro. So it's true. Check out, too. Yay. All right, <laughs> Jamie, you had one thing you wanted to do before we go. Absolutely. So we've done movies We've done music. It's time to do wrestling. Okay. So I want to you to rank because I'm a big move guy. I love right. me some moves. Here comes the lion tamer. Look out. Oh, oh shut up. Is it just all Chris Jericho's finishers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Number too four. long of our list, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So what I was thinking is like if you could name your favorite submission, your favorite top rope move and then okay. just your favorite finisher of all time okay ooh, 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 ooh. this is a great question all right so do i go first or who, who's who's up now who's up first? yeah um do you want do you want to do one at a time one of the one of the categories yeah we'll do that? one uh, yeah okay so we'll do submissions lion tamer you know mine okay <laughs> make it super hard right yeah Pick submission I'm gonna keep it simple and say the figure four because I was such a I was such a big Ric Flair mark when I was a kid. It's a great move. It's a great move. It is a classic. It is a fantastic move. And since you got since you went simple, I'm gonna go super complicated. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Chikara special. Which if you haven't seen it, everybody Google it right now. It's It's worth. Yeah, it's like the uh, it's the the Mike Quackenbush like. Double mm. leg, double arm hold. It's very, very cool. Yep, that's really cool. I wow. Yeah, you went deep for that one. That I like that one. Good. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do top row. I'm gonna go start top row because that's flippy spinny shit is my wheelhouse for sure. So mm-hmm. I think we no know where this is going. Listen to this podcast. Top rope move. Top rope. Top rope. Spanish fly. All fucking day. Yeah. Oh, avalanche moves count too. If we're saying we can do avalanches. Yeah. Top rope. Yeah. Top rope move. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to Spanish fly 100% of the day. Love it. Yeah, the, the avalanche Spanish fly is cool. 
so good. Standing Spanish flies are cool, but the, they look. I mean, the top rope ones are even better. Yeah. Have you see some, someone like Laredo Kid who did it on Impact this mm-hmm. past week? Thing of beauty. Yeah. Man. I am going to go with the. I'm going to go with the Rob Van Dam five star frog splash. Ooh, like the way he the used best, to like, impact, like bounce so off good. him and like, and like sell like he hurt himself when you yeah. like, jump up in the air five feet after he hits them. Uh, it's it so looked, it looks so cool. So cool. Oh, so good. I'm such a huge RVD fan. I was a. ECW mark. That's probably why I like GCW so much because I feel like they're mini ECW. But yeah, no, five star frog splash by far is my favorite top rope move as well. But since you said that, I got to pick another one. And if I'm going to pick another one, you well, I'm going to. I'd have to probably say, um, just the 450 splash. I think it's so hard to actually get it done right and yeah. when you do it oh, looks yeah. beautiful not a shooting star i really love a 450 like chris statlander's 450 right now is just a thing of beauty yeah that's a good one or especially when like giant ass two cold scorpio did it yes yeah we he saw was the first person i think i ever saw do it we saw him do one he fought uh um stallion rogers at gcw in chicago and he did a he did a 450 scratch yeah i don't think i've ever seen a person that big that is not a small man he's not <laughs> he's not a young man either <laughs> no he uh, too cool scorpio needs to like really have more respect put on his name for what he gave to wrestling that dude was awesome mm-hmm. anyway I, I totally thought you're gonna do the uh the the the, the flying head but jamie I'm gonna go straight chris benoit but oh what a touche <laughs> no, um, no 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 <laughs> so what's what's the, what's the final one is uh is your favorite finisher just finisher you can go tag team finisher. You can just finisher. This is the tough one, right? Okay. There's so many good ones. There are. No. I don't feel like I can just give just one, but I'm going to give one of the ones that I love to see. How about that? Okay. So I'm going to go. And I got to take it back to TNA days, right? Six-sided ring TNA days. Seeing a nice, just portly Samoa Joe step in the ring and do a, a wicked-ass muscle buster on somebody. Mm. Muscle buster. I mean, it, it, it can be brutal in the, the wrong ways. If you, but it, it, I, I loved seeing him do that. So that's my finisher, muscle buster. I'm sticking with that. Mm. So... My memory is not so good anymore, so I could not remember the name of the move that I was going to say because I'm going to go with something like newer and not like a super common. I love Muscle Buster. That's a great choice. I am going with, uh, of all things, going to throw a, a wrench into things, uh, Cedric Alexander's Lumbar Check. It's actually made oh, my that's a finishing fabulous game. finisher. Love like it. the one he did on Candice LeRae? Like just still no. sticks out my head. Like <laughs> yeah. he broke her in half, literally. <laughs> that cool shit that he does where he pushes off with his legs after like they make the impact, so they kind of like fly up into the air. It looks mm-hmm. oh that's so the difference between everybody else who does that move, who does that sort of like backbreaker variation. Right. And his is the way that he like coils his legs up and pushes them at the end because they like look like they fly off his knees, and I think it looks so cool. 
Because Roderick Strong does a very similar finisher, the end of arc, but it's like it's like in reverse from what Kenny does, and, and he does not do the push off. They just kind of doesn't. They just kind of die flat. Which they kind of look I, more like looks more like a code breaker than anything only done on their back on rotating right. ninety degrees. Yeah. All right, Jamie, which 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 Chris Jericho finisher do you have for us? It's not a Chris Jericho finisher, what? and it's what? not even a Shawn Michaels finisher because oh, everybody uses the day of super kick, kick nowadays. <laughs> no. So my favorite one probably of all time, and it goes back to one of Shawn Michaels' greatest opponents, and that is Razor Ramon's The Razor's Edge. Razor's Edge. Outsider's Edge. I don't know what it is about. Like, I love <laughs> Ethan Page's, like, ego, uh, ego's, ego's edge, edge where he just, like, tosses him down. Like, that's insane, but the good old-fashioned Razor's Edge, there's just something about it. Like, I, it's simple. It's beautiful. Love it. It's a good move. It's a really well, good, surprisingly dangerous to take, too. It, oh, it yeah. looks dangerous as hell. That's probably why I like it so well, much. Plus, when he started doing it, he was um, so much bigger than a lot of the other guys. He was one of the big guys, right? So it was, yeah. Yeah, I think that had, you know, I'm not saying Ethan Page is a small dude, but he's not mm. as tall as, you know, you know, Hall used to be. So, Razor Ramon. So, that plays into it, you know. It looks great when it's done properly. So oh, when it's done, oh yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll take any crucifix power bomb variation. Honestly, I'll take the ones with like the sit out pins that they do mm-hmm. a lot in Japan. I'll take like the the tosses. I'll take the avalanche version. I'll take the ones where they like like rotate them in the air. Mm, yeah. Oh, what about the spinners. Like, oh, those are so good. Uh, yeah. Love that move. So that's a good choice. Like a like a blue thunder bomb too is another like almost variant of that, which I really dig. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, lot of things you can do from. Uh... I kind of wanted to do like a tag team move at first. I was kind of thinking of the three D. You know, yeah, everybody is thinking of the three D. Yeah, it's, it's such a great move. Really, it, it, is. it, it could come but, out of nowhere. They do it over a table all the time, of course. But you know, well, it's, dude, it's, the Jurassic Express has got probably one of the nastiest ones. That Jurassic Express I, that they I do like, with that flip over into a power bomb is that's kind of cool. I I like Dark Order's Fatality. Oh yeah, that's really good too. Because he combines all of them. He's got him hooked up in like you know the back, and then he does a top rope back, you know, sliced bread on him and. With a sit down, I mean, it's a great combination. I think so. It was. Yeah, we could talk tag team wrestling all day long. I'm we in. Talk, we can talk I love wrestling all day long. I always loved. This is an unusual thing because Brian Christopher was only okay, but the two cool finisher were like uh, Scotty did the backbreaker, and then like Brian Christopher did the leg drop while they were over his knee. Looked really cool. Yeah. yeah. I always thought that was a cool move. Didn't look nearly as terrifying as like Doomsday Device. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, we've bad. seen some nasty ones of those. Yeah. It always looks like somebody's about to get hurt. I will say this. If you're going to be playing uh, WWE 2K or uh, whichever one it was around that time, no mercy, I don't remember, um, and you're making your own character, definitely mm-hmm. don't do Sky Too High's Worm for your special finisher because it takes way too long to execute and you will get beaten every one of your matches. I can tell you that from yes. experience. Yep. <laughs> We could, I could have an entire podcast with you guys about why, like, realistic competition for wrestling video games doesn't work, which is why no ladder match has ever been fun in the history of wrestling video games with six people in it. Oh, whatever. Yes. I'm, I'm always, I've always came out on top. Like, 
like me and my buddies, we had a toy belt that we used to do, and I was always Shawn Michaels, and I always find some way to win. Like I would always, it's like they get it to the last second, and I knock them off and just go up there and boop. Right, they get so pissed. Exactly, it wasn't real at all. It didn't have it a realistic flow <laughs> no. to the no. matches. Like none of no. the multi-person matches like that really work like they're supposed to. Because no. yeah. And then you got later on in them, and it's like anything that's a triple threat or above was impossible for it to like finish. Oh, like, exactly. You'd you have it, to hit like eighteen limit. finishers in a row, and right. then you might win <laughs> on on both guys simultaneously because yeah. it's like, it was, yeah. I mean, you, you uh, always the triple threats were just killers. So. We had a house rule in uh, for our No Mercy games that we played back in like with my roommates back when we were in mm-hmm. early on. And the rule was is that you weren't allowed to, if you were being pinned, you couldn't touch the controller at all. So the only way to break up the pin was to have the part have to help. <clears throat> we that was the only way to make it even like fun. That's a mm. good rule. I like that. I like yeah, that. You couldn't then you gotta use help. pull your pins pull your pins at the right time. Yeah. And then you just yeah. gotta Yeah. Yeah, it is. But the partner could break it up, that would be the only <laughs> way the pin would ever stop. Sure. I like that. Yeah, we should have done that. It, well, it, it makes it more fun for sure. Like makes the tag matches and the trip and the stuff like that more fun. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of more fun, this is a lot more fun. So uh, love talking to you, Walter. Thanks for giving us some of your time again. We do appreciate it. Of course. Uh, check if you're not following uh, Journey Pro. What the hell is wrong with you? At Journey Pro KC on all the things. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Journey the Number Two Anarchy. Um, check them out. Not just for their live streams and stuff. Uh, it will always, they'll, they'll, they'll always have little announcements and things. I know you did you did a post uh, uh, Weekend of Journeys kind of wrap-up thing on there at last time. Uh, they do replay old matches sometimes, and people are on there, us included, uh, yes. just commentarying one night, you know. So give them a subscribe if you, if you are on Twitch. And uh, uh, if not, we will see you at... Uh, all of our shows are secret shows this Friday. One more time, 8 p.m., Edwardsville, Kansas City Park. Free donate money for Wyandotte Center Behavioral Health Services. So, you actually got it right for once. So, nice. Walter, thank you, for, thank you very much. Anything else you want to say uh, to the people before we adjourn? Go fucking Chiefs. Yes. In your face, JJ. Even though Chiefs your dealers got me in my W. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you, do you want? I mean, we can beat the we we can go and beat the Raiders for you next week if that's okay. Is that all right? Can we do that for you guys? We'll beat the Ravens for you. Okay, well, appreciate it. deal deal. We'll see you guys in like week twelve or whatever it is. We'll worry about it then. Yeah, but no, Chiefs. That's gonna end. Go Steelers. Go Journey Pro. All right, guys. What a wonderful time we had with Walter. That was that was great fun. So I hope sure. you guys enjoyed that. Um, I, I I hope you guys are coming back uh, to Journey Pro. Any of you in Kansas City or nearby? I mean, it's going to be at a baseball diamond. That's a glorious idea. Yeah, I, the visual is going to be absolutely <laughs> stunning. I can't wait for it. The interest is going to be nice. I mean, talk about room to spread out. They have to worry about like you know, mm-hmm. you know, Delta or Lambda or Mu or Nu or whatever Greek mm-hmm. letter we're on now. Or and... Mu two, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, we we actually talked about that at work. We had a whole like Greek letter discussion, and that's like the half the team is like, "What are you talking about? What is that? What, what language are you speaking?" And I, being the old frat boy, I go, "Oh, he's talking, you know, is the Greeks, alpha, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, zeta, eta, iota, capital M." And it's like, "I'm gonna stop now." <laughs> yeah. Then I just went straight orgasmo and go, "It's all Greek to me," you know. And I think like two people laughed. I'm like, okay, you, you've seen that movie. You get the joke. Right, right. So um, anyway, thank you, Walter. We appreciate it dearly. Definitely good to talking to you every time here. I know DJ wants to kind of get in on the fun here and do an interview with us as well. We definitely will plan on doing that. But we have a blast with Walter. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got a couple little things we want to get to before we're going to talk about uh, AEW from last night. So uh, first thing is I know that this Saturday, Impact Wrestling is shooting uh, one of their special shows. It's like a it's like a pay-per-view-ish thing. They're doing an all-knockouts show. Did you see this? Yes, I did see that. So it's, uh, what is it? Uh, Knockouts Knockdown. It's going to be on Saturday, October 9th. They're shooting it this weekend in Nashville. And they announced that uh, uh, Mercedes Martinez is going to be there, which I'm super pumped for that. Uh, they're going to have Christy Hemi there. She's going to have a major role. She hasn't wrestled in uh, over a decade and wasn't, she's more of a, uh, valet anyway so yeah that'd be interesting uh, mickey james is going to be on color commentary uh with uh, uh vita scott being the play-by-play and uh the ring announcers mel santos all women all over the place so it's fantastic knockouts i mean impact we talked about this last time impact doesn't have the views it rightfully deserves Correct. And this is one of the reasons why it deserves that, because they have a robust and a deep women's division. They started the women's revolution well before WWE did. And the main event's going to be a women's uh, Monsters Ball in honor of Daphne. They might even call it the Daphne Memorial, but about a Monsters Ball is what I heard is a possibility. So oh, that's cool. I think that's cool. Yeah. So that's going to be good fun there. Uh, now, a couple of nights ago, like Jamie got hot at the beginning of today's show. He jumped the gun for yeah, sure. Sorry. But sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Hey, when it, I'm you you had a good riff. I just wanted to say hi to the people first. Is all I wanted to do. <laughs> they don't but, want pleasantries. Uh, a, they want action. <laughs> they want action. They want a brunette Mandy Rose, which apparently I mean, I I thought it was, I didn't think it was that bad. I was like no, it's just I'm different. I'm just saying it like caught me by so much surprise like okay, First, you have you have L.A. Knight job for for Rick L.A. Steiner job Jr. to Rick Steiner's son, who didn't even come out to the Steiner brother. I mean, why is he not called Steiner? He's Rick Steiner's son and in real life. Why like is him. he not? Why is he not? You know, Rich Steiner or you know Butch Steiner or Brock Steiner. I mean Steiner. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyway, yep. uh, the the I don't, I'll tell you what. I, I did like from NXT 2.0, which interestingly enough, their ratings were up, but mm-hmm. not as high as you would think. We'll talk about that next Tuesday. So I did like the layout of the Capital Wrestling Center. Mm-hmm. I so, did too. I really did. That was a cool layout. It was cool. It was a lot brighter, of course. We knew that was the whole thing. Brighter, big colors, big splash, the whole nine yards. The entrance, a nice big Titantron thing. But the way that the fans were laid out... It felt like an indie show of sorts. So you kind of was like, 
One of the earlier iterations oh, of the oh, Impact oh, Zone. Oh, that's a bad word in WWE. Oh, you I'm sorry. Yeah, they're 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 they're, they're, they're they're developmental brand. I apologize. There, there. there yes, much better. But much better. but I, it just it was laid out actually pretty nice. I thought you know for that that stage. So that that's a plus. Yeah, they did have they didn't have uh you know Brock uh, Little Steiner. I don't even remember how his name was. You know he job. They had so many. Which good and bad, I think of it. You know, they had so many, you know, like development young talents they were pushing on the show. You know, um, they had uh, promos for guys you never heard of. That's like, like, like they did you see that? I don't know if you saw this thing on Twitter or not because I know you didn't watch the whole thing, Jamie. But they had, and I sped watched through it just to see what it was about. Mm-hmm. But they had this guy, Chicago's greatest export, which I'm like. Ah! That's not true, um, but it was this. It was this like just hardcore Tony Soprano as Chicago Mafia character, you know. Uh, he pretty much did everything except say Gaba Ghoul, right? You know, which is not even really a Chicago thing, but <laughs> total just Chicago Guido looking guy. That it's like who who is this? What is that? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly got jumped at one point in time by Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland, mm-hmm. and he was replaced by. Some massive a man. He made his he made his like in ring debut in the four way for the NXT Championship. I don't even remember what his name was. Yeah, oh yeah, and he's gonna get a massive push, is what I read. Whatever that dude. Is. What I read is that uh, the uppers see him as potential WrestleMania main eventer in the future. Which yeah. I, this guy's had one match. In professional wrestling, let's slow the f down, okay? <laughs> you know, but I mean, this is the direction that you know, Dunn and uh, Vince and Bruce are looking at. They don't want wrestlers; they want good, you know, actors so they can make into wrestlers. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. They That's legit what they said. They want entertainers. Um, they had Carmelo Hayes came out with his with a buddy now. I don't even know what that's about. It felt like they took like another black guy backstage and like you you're with him now. Go, you know maybe they actually did. Maybe they actually they, they were friends in other. I don't know, but it came out because he has the contract from the whole breakthrough tournament, right? You know, and mm-hmm. he's all being like good boys. I mean, his buddy's trying to make him hard and you know and trying to make him to a heel and all this stuff. So he's heel now, I guess. So there's that. Um, the women's title match got axed for some reason, and they had a women's tag match, which became a women's triple threat. It was uh, Casey Catton's there on Caden Carter, who are getting a big push, and I will say kudos to them for that, because they, they put in their lumps mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then along with Saray versus the the new stable, if you would, of Mandy Rose, JC Jane, and Gigi Dolan. Uh, Toxic Attraction is their their moniker, which, that's a bad name. That is a terrible name. Toxic Attraction? <laughs> Toxic, Toxic Attraction! Attraction! People I mean, love it! So many different ways you could go with that. And you went with Toxic Attraction? I mean, I mean Thick Attraction would have been fine. Um you know, um, <laughs> settle down there, Jamie. Beautiful violence, something like that. Beautiful like, violence would have been fan fucking tastic. Let's be honest, that's great right there. Yeah. Stop, stop where you're ahead. Beautiful violence. Um, eh, it is what it is. But yeah, Mandy Rose brunette, by the way. So there's that. Uh, he had a four way match for the vacated uh, AEW or NXT title, which is legitimately a good match. It was. You had 
Yeah, Homer, Homer or whatever his face was, which it turns out he can actually wrestle pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, L.A. Knight, who got jobbed, <laughs> who did the jobbing earlier, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne. Pretty good match, back and forth, lots of near falls, good spots. Ciampa regained Goldie, so there's that. Uh, and then you get to the reason that really I even really watched, and the only thing that Jamie did watch, which was mm-hmm. the Index Wedding. Ah, wrestling weddings. It was amazing. It was actually it was so good. The, one, it was one of the better wrestling weddings in recent history. Like, let's be honest. Put a pin, put a pin in that thought here. We're gonna get back to that a little bit later. Okay. So, uh, Austin Austin Theory's back. First of all, he came back and he brought a priest with him. That'd be Damian Priest. <laughs> and Damian just came to drink champagne. He he busts out. And so. All the all the groomsmen are dressed like uh, <laughs> like like uh, Dexter with like the black that thing was with the so gloves. Good. I love that. Uh, because Jones, Cameron Grimes, she's paying for the whole thing, and Austin Theory is the best man. And then all the women were, you know, bridesmaids. Um, yeah, Cora Jade wearing her uh, her her her. Converse All Stars. I did appreciate that, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though she, whatever. And then you had Johnny Gargano, you know bringing down uh uh in indie to the ring they had all the wrestlers like in the ring filled up which was great yes yes <laughs> msk was front and center because they they they're such good you know mm-hmm. like demonstrative performers and kushida was there looking confused as all hell uh as was uh um 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 yeah, EO, EO? Shirai. As was EO, but they had, they had a whole bunch of people. That Casey and Caden were there, and then grizzled young veterans, and the whole nine yards, right? So they get a gig going, they start doing the wedding, and they're doing the ceremony. Anybody here object, everybody raises their hand. And Dexter just turns to them, opens up, because part of what they did for the bachelor party the week before apparently was axe throwing. I didn't watch the week before. Yeah. But they did, like axe throwing, one of those axe throwing bar places, you know? And so he had an axe in his his jacket pocket and kind of turns to everybody and all of them put their hands down. Yeah, and so they go through, and he does their vows, and then the the priest or the the officiant goes over to Dexter to ask for his vows. He just goes thumbs up. Yeah, and he just like and the, and the officiant can't feel, like come on. She has poured her heart out to you, which you know definitely drops some sexual innuendos in the middle of it, which got Johnny all hot. Which I love that just. That, that alone I that love for all great. this. Like, yeah, people call him a freak, and I'm like, yeah, he is. It's like, damn. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but you're a freak in the best way, the way you do things. And that one time you snuck into my room, and Johnny's like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, what? yeah. What? And Dexter covers her mic like, shh, shh. <laughs> you don't want to go there. It's so good. So, so anyway, so the priest is getting all like on Dexter to give some vows, and if, if you don't know, Dexter has yet to say a word inside of NXT. Yes, not a period. Since he's been in WWE, he hasn't said a word. So he does his little like like submission move and puts out the puts to sleep the officiant. Well, who's gonna fill in? And everyone's like, Johnny can fill in, Indy says. And John's like, no, 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 no. So they they they, they all turn into like uh they start chanting for uh Regal. They're like, Mr. Regal can and Regal just like on the outside. Like, uh no, I'm not doing that. I really thought they were gonna force him up there. Mm-hmm. But 
Here comes somebody who went online the night before to get ordained through one of those internet ordinations. It is Beth Phoenix. The number one index shipper comes in mm-hmm. to fill in the place. It's only fitting. So I do the rings. I do all the thing. And then Indy, do you do this? And then Dexter, do you take this woman to be your wife? Okay, I guess we're going to take that as a yes. And then he covers up uh, Phoenix's mic and just just goes right into his microphone. I do. And the the talent in the ring lost their ever-living minds. They sold it like hell. Yeah. It was great. It was great. And they get married, they kiss, and that's the end of the show. That's the end of the wedding. There was no other shenanigans, amazingly enough. And the wedding went through. Uh, we'll see where the fallout goes long term. You know, wrestling weddings, right? Oh, yeah. So... It was a genuine good moment. The show doesn't end with that, though. It ends backstage with uh, you know, Ciampa and Goldie sitting there and watching a monitor. He's kind of clapping, and then he's like, you're caressing Goldie. And he gets confronted by little boy Steiner. And stare down to end the show. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This is, like, that was actually a that was actually an entertaining payoff for this storyline. You've actually been running for several months here. One of the few good things you have left on this program. And then you cut away and you go to this. Not Ciampa. Love me Ciampa as champion. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Little Steiner. Really? Yeah, he, he's, he's been there been for the five push. minutes. So yeah, let's give him a, a push right to the front. I mean, you could have had, if you wanted to involve Ciampa in this, you could have had him come out and make a scene at the end afterwards going after Johnny or something like that because, or even had him come and come out, be ringside to kind of clap and cheer. And Johnny goes after him for trying to like disrupt his daughter's wedding. That's the play. That's the payoff. That's the storyline. Not fucking baby Steiner. So. Well, Whatever. well, we're not seventy-year-old misogynistic racist men, so we we don't get that. No, we don't. What we do get though is AEW. Yes. So let's pivot over to that because last night was the dynamite. We called it the Go Home Show because they did set up galore for next week. It was a thousand percent a Go Home Show. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Fight me, okay? At Jay Faulkner fifty six or at Total Spot Fest on Twitter, fight me about it. It's a go home. Show. Do you want to do you want to make a mention though? Uh, it it was at the Prudential Center, which it, we talked about this in Renaissance in the St. Louis last time, right? Mm-hmm. Prudential Center is where the Devils play their games, mm-hmm. and, and that's once upon a time. So that's they've moved up to the big boy arenas now. Yeah, that's a big boy arena. Playing at the big boy arena, they had thirteen thousand easy sold out. So the very first thing that they do on this is not a match technically is announcing that CM Punk is going to be on commentary and he comes out, gets a ginormous pop like he always does. He <laughs> fills the he's the people he's the person that people want to see. There you go. But then you do get a match, and oh, it's a match: Frankie Kazarian against Adam Cole, baby. Baby. Boom. Um, this match had <laughs> everything you wanted. Like I had a Panama this. sunrise, which, you know, I'm in on, you got his shining wizard that he does. Um, it was, you had punk calling him Florida man at one point, punk which calling him Florida man. Thank you. 
I kept saying how much he wants to face Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Just, just dropping those seeds. Just dropping. Them. Yeah, and he says that he had, <laughs> he's very interested in because he was he uh, Adam Cole said he's in wrestling because of CM Punk. So yeah, so that's a so, big piece. Yeah. So after that, you have story time with Adam Cole, baby, and he just uh, goes right after. Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and he wants to take them on with the Young Bucks at Rampage Grand Slam. <laughs> so, Which when he said that, I go, wait, he has those mixed up. He probably just didn't say the right thing because Grand Slam is next Wednesday, right? Yeah. He said something wrong. I thought. Yeah. I thought. No, because, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, next Friday's Rampage is going to be Rampage Grand Slam. Two hours special. And it's going to be headlined by a trios match of the Super Click, Young Bucks and Adam Cole Bebe versus the Lucha Express. Or sorry, the Jurassic Express and <laughs> Christian Cage. Like- sorry. Yeah, because because Lu- Luchasaurus he just gets yeah, me every time. Yeah, 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 every yeah, time. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So I mean, you think about it. Grand Slam, four hours, mm-hmm. four, four, four. Yeah, yeah. Should have seen it coming, right? Yeah. Well, maybe. Who knows? Um. All right. So then the Lucha Bros call out the Butcher and the Blade, and they used to be family. Everything. They they have a match going on in Rampage. Mm-hmm. Fue- this Friday's Rampage. This Friday's Rampage. Yes. Sorry. Um, Fuego del Sol, Sol got a new car and he's putting his wheels on <laughs> uh, wheels on the line against Miro in the TNT rematch on Friday. Uh, I love it. So he good. got himself a new Hyundai Elantra or something. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was the Santa Fe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's like I'll put my Hyundai up, and it's like that's a bad idea, Fuego. And egged on by Sammy too. Sammy did him no favors. Sorry, Sammy. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, after this, you had MJF with Wardlow come out and MJF is the greatest on the mic right now. I don't care what anybody says. I know he's 22, 23, whatever it may be. Dude's ridiculous. Like he, he cut the promo against Brian Pillman Jr. And he says that he wants to talk to his father. So he starts looking up into the heavens and starts talking to him. He's like, you no, no. And he looks right down like he's looking it, to hell. Who am I kidding? Yeah, who am I kidding? <laughs> and looks right down. And he starts just going off on Brian Pillman. And then he goes off on Methany again about, you know, birthing such a terrible human being of Brian Pillman Jr., um, then he, of course, he starts to do the "I'm better than you" and you know it. But then Pillman's music hits, and he sends Wardlow up the ramp to cut off Pillman. Pillman comes in through the side with a chair, tries to hit uh, MJF. By this time, Wardlow was able to get in, and then he slapped. I mean, this... he bitch slapped Wardlow, which I thought was great. Um, it was fun, and then he runs away because it's like, oh, it's like, uh, then he pulled down the <laughs> pulled down the rope to let Wardlow get out. So. Yeah, setting that up. That is uh, next week at Grand Slam. I mean, I mean, MJF's got all the right heat too. He's oh. uh, super heat, but it's all the right. And I love Jr. Had Jr. was on point tonight too. I know you did. I know you weren't super keen on the night's ep- last night's episode, but Jr. was on point. He referred to MJF as the blister on, on the ass of life. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> to which CM Punk on commentary is like, "Damn, Jr., we can we can go there on TNT." <laughs> he, he was like, "Blister on the ass of life." 
So JR was JR was on point. Um, oh, you missed it. They announced it a little before this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruby Britt, hey Ruby, uh, is going to be next Wednesday as well for the title. Yes, like everybody, everybody guessed. Yeah, like, yeah. like we all knew, we all knew that was coming. It had to, it had to be. So right after this, though, I thought this was kind of not good, t- good placement. Was Jr.'s interview with Brian Pillman right after this Brian Pillman MJF run in? Mm-hmm. I just felt like I, I felt was, like it did odd. Yeah. It was fine, you know, t- you know, talking about, you know, he remembers his father telling him his newborn son, you know, last week he was embarrassed and all this stuff, and he's going for retribution, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was fine, but it just felt out of place, out of sorts. Uh, did. So Jurassic Express and Christian Cage accept the challenge, um, but oh, my God. It's such shade thrown on NXT by Christian. Oh, such shade. so good. It was, uh, you know. We know you're used to losing the Wednesday Night Wars. Why don't we add Friday to that? It's just like, oh, just big, <laughs> yeah. And then um, Jungle Boy says, "See you at Grand Slam, baby," which I thought was great. Nice little touch. Yeah. Nice touch. After this, we had actually another. Uh, the matches were solid tonight. I will I will give them props. I think all the, all matches, the matches were good. I, I can't think of a dud match. Like I, don't, I, don't I have a surprise a match on here. one of the matches I was very impressed with. I think you know which one I'm gonna go with. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yep. Um so this one was FTR with Tully Blanchard versus Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. Who's not human? He is not human. He does <laughs> okay, so alien. Dante Martin did Dante Martin shit, but FTR wins because it's FTR. Okay. Let's right. just get to the cut to the chase. It was a good match. It was an enjoyable match. It, it, it was it was very good. Um, after the match, um, you know, there's this moment where Sting comes out and Darby come out because they're because they keep beating on on uh, Dante and them, and then there's a kerfuffle there, basically setting up FTR versus Sting and Darby for. Uh, Rampage Grand Slam, I believe that's what it's supposed to be. I think that's what it's going to eventually be. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they put it on. That it's one of the. I two. mean, the the, the greater storyline with all this is really something to do with Tully and Sting. Right? Yes, Tully started it last week. You know, I mean, and Ric Flair's got to be involved in that somehow. I don't know how I feel about all this storyline. I mean, this is. This is two thousand. This twenty twenty one. I don't. This is super I don't old need dudes. To, yeah, like I. I yeah. I, Even Sting, who's in decent, he's in good shape, and you know, he can still do some stuff, right? But he's not as old as Tully or Arn or Flair. Mm-hmm. But they're all, old, especially wrestling old. Whatever. I feel like that's it, though. I feel like it's something to do with that. So after this, CM Punk. Did happen to bring up what we were talking about she that Minoru Suzuki was upset that his yes. music wasn't played in Cincinnati. He was very upset by that. And I love that. Well, then they cut to Lance Archer with Suzuki and they have a major warning to Moxley and Eddie Kingston at Arthur Ashe. So they're going after him, which I am all for. Now, you know that that means, though, there's not going to be. Now, that's going to be on Wednesday, so mm-hmm. who knows on Friday? But if it, I mean, Kingston's perform, Kingston's going to be fighting that tag match on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to get a TNT sh- title shot, which sucks. And they more or less moved him away from the Miro story. 
You know, he had the title shot. It ended in in a, in a gray matter, so they could have easily rolled into a rematch. Maybe they maybe they're saving that for down the road. I don't know. It feels like it feels like they moved on for him. Which yeah, it sucks. I would love to see him win. Good for Miro though. So after this, Q Malachi Black. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was really this is good so much for me. Fun. I didn't expect this at all either. Yeah, he he enters and uh, notes Rosario Dawson from the big show is is standing ringside. Uh, he calls her out. She leaps over the barricade as Cody enters through the crowd. So Cody is back. Calls her out because she's wearing a Amer- uh, Nightmare Family uh, jacket that says Rosario on it. Yes, so, yeah. yes, yes. Um, yeah, but you know, I love Malachi Black, but you, you don't fuck with Ahsoka Tano. That's it. Like, you just... I mean, it's it's not smart. It is definitely not smart. <laughs> if you don't know what I mean, watch the Mandalorian people it saves lives. Um, no, it doesn't. But you could all right. you could also watch Clone Wars and you know Bad Batch and and all the other stuff. But anyway, I digress. I digress. <laughs> we can go on that tangent for hours. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> So they're setting up Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes two at right. um, Arthur Ashe. So that's going to be which was, the, which was the only match announced previously for Arthur Ashe. Yes, but they they fight up through the crowd and keep gra- and people keep offering them their beers and they keep grabbing beers and throwing them at each other the whole way up the stairs. I love it. it's such a Jersey thing, right? It's it such like, a Jersey. Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was it was good times. Um, the bunnies going to fight Anna Jay at Rampage. Uh, Marvez interviewed Anna Jay at the Dark Order. The Dark Order just keep, keeps bickering. My God, come on, Hangman, get back, baby. Um, Alex Reynolds showed back up though, so that was great. Mm-hmm. It was good to see him. Congratulations to him on the birth of his new child. Um, but she made it very clear if they don't get this stuff together, they they can't be at ringside. Um, and Tay right. Conti appears to be the only exception, and the two those two walk off. Right. Who Tay Conti is technically not part of the Dark Order yet. I don't. Right. She never signed her papers. Never signed her papers. But interesting thing about this, I have a couple thoughts because I got to stick with my Dark Order chick, right? So yes, we want Heyman to come back, but I have a tangent there. Um, Evil Uno is definitely the one he's trying too hard because the interview, they're all sitting around and Marvez is there and he goes to inter- and he asks the question to and poses it to Anna J. And she says like two words and then Dark Order or Evil Uno swoops in. Evil, Evil Uno is in the wrong for a lot of his handling, not for the decision to 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 let uh, Hangman go because that that was what hangman wanted but for a lot of his trying to micromanagement he's in the wrong i was gonna say that i love me some evil Mm -hmm. but that's when reynolds shows up and it comes in there and 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 yeah so it's it's very interesting i do want to make mention that on the 29th so two weeks time Mm -hmm. from yesterday Dynamite is in Rochester, New York. Rochester is the hometown of Brody Lee. one Mr. Brody Lee. Originally, that's where he was going to debut as the uh, as the exalted one. COVID happened. Things we know, mm-hmm. right? Somebody's uh, no compete comes up shortly before that. Three I think days. It might be up right now. Three days before. Three that. days. And I'm just saying. 
how awesome would it be is if the former Bray Wyatt, now known as Wyndham, comes in as because he has a history with Brody that you can kayfabe into storyline here, right? Mm-hmm. And in Brody's hometown, they come out and they're just getting all this and you fade to black. And then here comes Mr. Wyndham, the whatever one, the the dark one. I don't know, whatever you want to call him. Because and he can still he can I I would love and once again fancy booking hour total spot fest every Tuesday and Thursday, folks. I would love to see him come out and the he can still pull the fiend double personality thing. Mm-hmm. When he's wrestling, he turns into a different type of fiend, right? We've seen a mask tease. You know, so purple and black, sort of different type of fiend. But when he's not, he's Mr. Wyndham. He's kind of more similar to like the Eater of Worlds meets Mr. Brody Lee, you know? Yeah, which Mr. Brody Lee is a variation of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. So I think that that, you know, have that kind of philosophical, but still be, you know, of the same ilk and style suit wearing you know very you know as mr as brody as mr brody lee the character was Mm -hmm. i don't know i think i think that's i think that's a great angle i think that pulls a big wrench in all the hangman plans for long term i don't know tell us give us your thoughts dark order saved by hangman's return or is mr wyndham going to be the uh the leader of worlds to help them what are your thoughts? Give us a comment. Give us a tweet. Let us know. I, I would love to see in Rochester, New York, Adam Page come back right then and there and say, guys. Yeah, and come back in, in, in Rochester. Yeah. Okay. F- because of everything with, with Brody. I think I think that'd be good. But I like your idea, too. So I'd be happy either way. But I think it'd be the perfect time for Adam Hangman Page to come back and be bring the Dark Order back together when they were the, their best with Brody Lee, and then they have a tribute for him out there, absolutely. Right, I, that, I think that makes that makes more sense. I'm just like the thought because the timelines are adding up, and you know, yeah. hey, we're, what do we do here? We fancy book, so all right, yeah, and and, and we all know that Bray Wyatt or or uh, uh, Wyndham 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 Rotunda, um, he doesn't doesn't care about being the main eventer he just likes to be creative and and create art right you know he's just like malachi black he wants to create art and just be relevant And he's not been there's there's definitely been more gray around him too because there's thoughts that that he's like she he doesn't he's not a done deal to go to AEW. you know we've heard people Mm -hmm. say that they some people expect him but other people say he's still kind of floating between impact you know as a possibility as well you know which if if Braun Strowman goes over to Impact, having you know Wyndham over there, that'd be good for them as a whole as well. So, I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. I would love to see him in New Japan personally. I think he would just flourish there. But that's just me. Super fancy booking. <laughs> All right. So after this, it is my favorite heel time. And Dan Lambert, my God, this guy. Why has he not been wrestling longer? Because geez, he seriously. Is- perfect like i just want to meet him shake his hand like i don't know i like you make me want to watch mma again because i just want to see you cut heel promos on mma shows you know see if you'll do it but he comes out there and just goes 
at it. He goes after the fans. You know, he's backed by all of his all of his American top team, which with with Paige Van Sant, um, Junior Dos Santos, and the other guys, and the Men of the Year, um, and straight calls out. You know, everybody. Then boom, cue Judas Hager and Jericho, Jericho answers come out. Yeah, Jericho answers of all people. Jericho's the one that answers. And didn't see that coming. I love it though because now you get you get the Jericho rub on Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Yes, please. Oh yeah. Yes, please. Well, and, and he came out first of all. Dan Lambert so so this line that you guys he, he keeps talking he keeps like throwing that little dig about little guys, right? You guys like seeing these little guys to dig at WWE. Yeah. Right? You know, but, but he's like, he's like, he, the thing is, you know, you, 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 you could tell more. He thought he made a merch reference too. that uh, used to be when I was growing up, you know, whoever his shirts were selling, those were the guys who were hot. Now you could tell who's, who's the popular guys. Cause you can go out there and you see all their shirts and it's sold out in men's size, small and women's size, extra large. <laughs> and then, and this that all that, all that we, the AEW fan want is for some 87 pound man to get up there. And then, uh, you know, they, they super kick each other for like half an hour and then have this guy climb up three stories and do a, a triple spinning backflip onto a guy through six tables. And then just to have him kick out at two. And I'm like, yeah, I would like to see that actually. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> You described so, me perfectly. I love Thank it. you. And he he cuts off the Judas. Uh, he cuts off Judas as Jericho's coming out and says, "These idiots don't. You we don't want to hear that. these idiots. Can't even don't even know your song unless they're looking it up on their cell phones." To wit, this New Jersey crowd said, uh, "F you." And they sang the arrest of Judas. Actually, they sang all of Judas. They made him. They restarted it. Sang the whole thing loud as hell. This was. I mean, the crowd was into this. Yeah, which I. I love Jersey crowd was hot for AEW, and that speaks volumes to the movement that is AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, to crack into the East Coast like they have is, in an NHL arena. In an NHL arena is impressive because we all know the east coast that's wwe territory especially I mean, that's up there. where and man vince it's like, Sen- that's where vince senior ruled i mean yeah. come on legit that crowd's like vince who you know like right. it was awesome <laughs> it was so good to see okay, so good. um after this we we got a little vignette of the gun club and oh, real fast you, oh, you skipped over the last part so they did set up though so it's going to be Jericho and Hager taking on Men of the Year I want to say next Friday maybe it's next Wednesday one of the Grand Slam next week yes they're going to take during on the Grand Slam Men of the Year event during the Grand Slam and, and Jericho did review. get them you get them to start singing the only song that they would hear for you for your interest Dan Lambert is. I'm a fat faced dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they got he got the crowd to start singing that as a song too. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um so yeah, so then we have the Billy Gunn um and his sons the gun club. They do a quick little vignette. It was not bad. Honestly. I, I don't, am looking I don't mind the kids. I mean they're they're, they're green and they're young, but Austin Gunn's got a great, he's got a great personality, whatever. Uh, the other, I can't remember the other one's name, but Colton, Colton, Colton Gunn is a, is a 30 year younger version of Billy. I mean, yeah, he's, he is. So he's just skinnier. Like he, he, he didn't I'm take the it. drugs to make him grow big. Like his dad did. Uh, 
Yeah, not yet. Uh. Yeah, not yet. Thank you. Um, so we'll see what happens there. So after this, this next match was the surprise match of the surprise night. Surprise of the night. And it was Jay Cargill with uh, Money Mark Sterling. And against one legit Layla Hirsch. This is the most wrestling I have ever seen Jay Cargill do. And that is all of her matches combined. Correct. <laughs> and she did not look bad in I was most impressed. all of it. Like, yes. she impressed the shit out of me. I'm like, oh, maybe she's a lot better than we've been giving her credit. Like, I know I've been really harsh on her. Not harsh, but harsh on her. Um, because, <laughs> you know, she has, she just has, she's the three moves of doom type, type of person. Like, you know, she's got the, yeah, she comes out into the, she comes out into the Goldberg 98 match. Yeah. yeah. She does the big pump kick and then she bam, does, bam, boom, boom, does done. the impact buster and call it a day, you know, um, or not the implant buster. Uh, it's, it's the implant buster. Yeah, okay. It is. Yeah. Whatever she calls it. Um, you know, but Layla Hirsch looked really good too. They put on a great match. Um, it does end up with Jay Cargo getting the win, but I have to give my hats off to both mm. these women because it was a great match. Way better than I was expecting. Maybe I was a little harsh when I said I didn't think I liked this show because now I'm talking about, I'm like, man, this show was actually really good. <laughs> I'm the, this show actually, uh, yeah, we, you, you, like, oh, I was all set up. I didn't really care for this show, whatever. And I'm just like, I, I loved this show. I like this show better than last week's show. Mm-hmm. And last week's show actually had Ruby Soho on the show. Hey, Ruby, which of course, you know, you know, Whatever. So, um, I think this is good things for multiple fronts. The women's division, yes, because now, up until now, we'd be like, yeah, she's up there. She's ranked high. She hasn't lost yet, but look at her, right? Now I can legitimately look at Jay Cargo and say, like, I have faith now. You could fight Ruby. You could fight Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I would look forward to it. Yeah. Like I want to see her take on some of the more mid mid card girls. I like to see her mm-hmm. like and Jamie Hater go at it. Um, you know, because it'd be good. Her and Nyla Rose. I want to see what they Ooh. could do to each other. They they said they 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 laid that they planted that seed at the Battle Royal. Yes, you know, they were teamed up, and then Nyla turned on her to eliminate her. So I would love to see now, that. Re- she can now wrestle. So let's see what she can do with Nyla. Yeah. So th- excellent point. I really like that. So after this, we had Andrade El Idolo um, and his assistant Jose. Finally, got his name. <laughs> First time I think I heard his name. <laughs> like, hey, it's Jose. Um, talking about Just like he didn't give the order for them to interfere, and he can be anybody in the roster at any time he wants. And he is the kingpin, and there's no one else. I really like to call himself the Kingpin. That's a very Will Ospreay thing. Kingpin's very good. That's going to be a, yeah, absolutely. And ooh, 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 Osprey Andrade. Ooh. Yes, please. <laughs> Nipples got hard just thinking ooh. about it. All right. <laughs> so after this, they go. They cut to CM Punk, who's just giving thoughts on Andrade as a talent and all this stuff. And here comes Taz and Hook. <laughs> So evidently I mean, they're, they're moving Team Taz off of Brian Cage. I, well, thank goodness ish, for that. Um, even ish. though they didn't use him again, which probably pissed off his wife. Um, but so Taz is just going off on him. He's like, man, and like CM Punk's like, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, Hobbs comes out and just attacks uh, CM Punk from behind to set up 
Punk and Hobbs at some point. Um, it was not uh, announced for Grand Slam, but I think they did announce he's going to respond it, it, to it at Grand Slam. You know, they 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 did announce it for Grand Slam. Oh, they did. Okay, uh, I must have Friday, that. Friday night. Okay, for his first televised match in seven years. Oh, cool. That's gonna. He's going to, yeah, so part of the card they announced at the end was that he's going to address uh, New York on Wednesday because Friday's his first televised TV match in seven years. Okay, that must yes. have been when I had to restart my damn fire stick. Yeah, you had, yeah, around this time here, you had a little, uh, um, oh, you, saw, you saw the next match, right? Is after. Yeah, yeah. The next match is FTR. Yeah, and that's when all the stuff happened with uh, Stink. And them, I I put that earlier, and I apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah. All so right. seeing yeah, with so like... Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard versus Darby Allen, good match actually. Darby Darby match, gets the W. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a really good match. Sean Spears is really damn good. Um, after the match, that's when FTR comes out and confronts Sting and Darby, and they just start beating the hell out of them to set up the the tag match at uh, Grand Slam uh, Rampage, I believe. Um. So yeah, it was pretty good. Then this is where I got screwed. This is the way your team went out. So then Brian Danielson comes out for a Tony Schiavone interview, mm-hmm. and uh, crowd once again crowd has been fantastic all night. So he comes out and almost not even thirty seconds into it, here comes Don Callis with Kenny Omega, and this is where this is where uh, Jr. had his uh, second great quip of the night because we referred to Don Callis as he's walking through the ring. As the ice water enema, Don Callis. Nice, beautiful, <laughs> perfect, so good. Um, and then they come in, so they interrupt him, and they're going back and forth from each other. Uh, the crowd just keeps chanting "piece of shit" every time Don talks. It's fantastic. And Daniel keeps playing off of it and keeps calling him a piece of shit. And there's, there's more shit involved in this sentence in this segment than you've probably seen on cable TV and like five years worth of watching, right? It was great, the stuff that AEW gets away with. Mm-hmm. So, Daniel, uh, Danielson then goes up and he, he, he's like, he's like, I want to talk, I'm not here to talk to you, I want to talk to Omega. And he's like, he talks about how he wants to do this, he wants the best bout machine, he wants uh, the uh, the god of wrestling, he heard about all this, but all he looks here is, is he sees somebody who surrounds himself with a bunch of piss at uh, sidekicks, and lets a piece of shit be his his mouthpiece or something of that nature, mm-hmm. and just dig it under the skin of him, and then tells him, "I don't want to go for the title. I just want to go against you and see who who's better." Mm. Which, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love this because that was my worry: is that with these with you know Cole and down, you know, they're gonna they didn't do it with Cage right away. You know, they mm-hmm. built him up properly to give him the hype to get into the main event field. And he's now pulled out, which is perfect, right? He popped in, boom, he's out. You know, I figured they're just going to push Brian, they're just going to push Danson right into the middle of it, title feud. You're going to do the WWE thing. He's straight, straight up. Don't want the title. We can talk about that at a later date. I want to see who's better. So he's going on this pure wrestler motif, which is great. I love it. Mm-hmm. He challenges him to a match. And, begr- and begrudgingly for Don Callis, Omega accepts. So <clears throat> that's going to happen next Wednesday. Um, yeah. 
Dream Match City. It's a pay-per-view. It's a pay-per-view on TNT. It really is. This is a free match you're getting on television. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. My nipples are rock hard. <laughs> rock hard. Did you, did you see Miro then after that, or is your stuff still? Uh, I out? caught I caught the tail end of Miro. Miro comes back in and says that generally most people, uh, after I get done, after they, they redeemed by me, they run. Uh, and here you are uh, taking the sword that I spared you with and putting it up to your neck. <laughs> And then he, then he accepts the challenge and says that he's going to he's going to break him. Then he's going to break his car, and then 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 Fuego's family will rejoice at the Redeemer. <laughs> I'm calling it. I'm calling it now because Fuego is Fuego's the most. Gonna win. Fuego's going to win. Fuego's winning. The most overman in wrestling right be, now. That'd be one of the ballsier things to do, and I love it. And you can drop the belt off of Fuego. Instantly, right? Yeah, it could be on Friday. Sorry, Fuego. Yeah, sorry, Fr- sorry, Fuego. But yes, that would be awesome. Like that would so be anyway. insane. And you know what? I bet Miro would be down with it because he seems like that kind of guy. Like he's over right now, and it would make our feud even better. Where we just go, like I take it back from him, and then I just absolutely bludgeon him, and then you set up another feud with me I and mean, Sammy. We, we, would get, we would get, yeah. we would get to see the belligerent redeemer. The angry, vengeful redeemer instead of oh, this like holier than thou redeemer. Belt like, oh my god, yeah. yes, exactly. Uh, what would that redeemer? That would be fan. Fuck, I mean, it's already fantastic. He's on screen for thirty seconds every other week, and then he has a match like once a month, and we can't stop talking about him because his character work is that good. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you give him more ammo to work with. What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Like I, 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 I'm calling it now. Mark Stradamus is calling it now. Fuego del Sol, Fuego gonna win. I want right. it. I want it so bad. Let's go with the Tornado DTD. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, main event time. Main event time. Main event time is Eddie Kingston and John Moxley coming out to Wild Thing. Uh, not that version though. I uh, wish it would be really funny if they did um, the Tone Loke version. <laughs> That'd be so good. Um, That'd be so funny. Um, going against 2.0 with Daniel Garcia. So, as we always know, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley come out through the through the crowd. And 2.0, like they've been doing lately. Also, 2.0 is the new BTE champion. Um, they go after uh, Mox and them. They try to get him from behind. But Mox and Eddie are ready for him. Um Good match, actually. It was pretty damn good. We got to see the spinning back fist, and then, um, you know, the the half and half. We got to see more from this match than we got to see from 2.0, used to be Ever Rise, in their entire NXT run. Yeah. And they're over right now. Which I feel, well, here, they're over with me because I feel that now that I see them actually do stuff, and I'm like, they were so mismanaged because this is a good team. Great they team. Have they have my skills to boot. Mm-hmm. Got, I mean, they, they they got good presence. They have great chemistry together. And they can wrestle a hell of a tag team match. I'm a big fan of them. So I love them. I, I, I'm all for it. Um, as soon as they get some decent merch, um, I might I might get some because <laughs> it's not so good right now. Um, so, But that's not the big story of this. So Moxley and Kingston win. Okay? Of course they do. Of course they do, right? 
Um, but that's not the big thing, because right after that, Manero Suzuki's music hits. I'm like, oh, shit, let's go. And then he's casually walking to the ring, and you know he's got just a, just a shitting grin on his face, which is total Manero Suzuki. Yep, they play the whole song. Play the whole, play song. The whole song. He enters the ring. <laughs> Archer drags Eddie out of the ring and, and begins brawling. Suzuki and Mox start going at it in the Prudential Center, and they just, they just, they're all over. So everybody's going at it to set up Manero Suzuki and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston and Moxley at Rampage or no no it is it's, I'll tell you for sure which one it is it is going to be at it's on Wednesday it's on Grand Slam yeah it's on regular Grand, Grand, Grand Slam. Slam so so far you've got Wednesday night Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes Kingston Moxley versus Suzuki and Archer uh Pillman versus MJF mm-hmm. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson uh, in the uh, in rock hard nipple match. Yes. <laughs> you have CM Punk live interview, Sting and Darby versus FTR, and Britt Baker DMD versus Ruby Soho, A Ruby. Friday only has three matches thus far booked Jericho and Hager versus Men of the Year, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Punk, and then. Adam Cole and the Baybays. Nope, that's a that's a departing thing. Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. So you'll get another at least two matches for Friday. Yep. Fallout. There's no Miro on here anywhere. So depending what happens this Friday with Miro versus Miro Fuego Fuego. del Sol three, let's make it happen. I mean, I think that'd be fantastic. And you can keep that on Thursday. Uh, here's the thing, too, because... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So you kind of said, no, it's not the case. Because NHL season, by the way, less than a month away. Yes, yes. JJ Happy, JJ Happy. NHL is on TNT also this year, right? Warner Media put up some big bucks and got that Wednesday night hockey game on TNT. So that's why... Dynamite's moving to uh, TBS. And Tony Khan was adamant about the TNT title, staying the TNT title, and it wasn't going to be relegated to be the Friday night title. I think we've already seen that's not necessarily 100% true, right? Yeah. (laughs) Which is fine. It's fine. But if he loses it to uh, Fuego, like Mark Stradamus here called out, Fuego 3, maybe Kingston, because they're fighting on... Uh, Wednesday night, Kingston is. Wouldn't it be great if Kingston interferes to to help Fuego win, or or Sammy, oh. somebody to interfere yeah. to give him the win? Oh yeah. I think I think Sammy's still still healing up. He's uh because he's not he hasn't been in the ring since. Yeah, his back's still jacked. Off of his vlog, is... he keeps getting his back worked on a lot. Yeah, so I think he might be kind of like. Kind of put on, you know, slow down mode. Yeah. So. Uh, well, that's what we got. So overall, I thought this was a great show. It, I really did. In retrospect, it was a really good show. I just was, I guess, I was just a little angry. Well, you had a bunch of stuff going on. It's been, it's been a long week of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Megan three belts, not going to be four belts. Uh, did hurt her, her her hand in softball, so you're taking care of your daughter and everything. Yeah, so. hopefully it's not a broken finger. Really hoping. 
Well, it wouldn't help. Wouldn't hurt. Either way, she she can't hold four belts at once. So I don't know if she can bring all her fingers. All I care, I don't, doesn't matter. You know, you know what she can do? She can hold three belts. You haven't done that yet. Just saying. Hey, time will tell. Uh, that's a that's a friendly reminder here that coming up on the twenty third is our next belt contest. Mm-hmm. It is Impact's Bound for Glory. So I got another shot. Another shot. We know you're basically out of this. You have you have gone full company man here. Oh so. man! If, if if Megan wins, the FWO wins. You know, the Faulkner World Order wins. You're you're defaulting. Like, you won't even like take the win. Like you legitimately would have won all out. Yeah. You didn't change your two picks. You were nine seconds off the time of the match. Yeah. If you would have kept them, you would have been the champion. Yeah, and I would have finger poked and doomed it. No, you can't. There's no finger poke of doom. You know, oh, you can't, oh, you oh can't there just... is. We're, we're, okay, we'll get to that later on. So that's coming up anyway, guys, later on. Uh, I want to do one one final thing here before we sign off. And I know that if you stuck with us with everything, the interview and all of our stuff here, thank you. I know it's been a bit of a longer one. We didn't want to break this up into two separate ones. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it's like when you put two separate things out there, people catch one or the other. And so, uh, thank you for sticking with us. We do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Impact Fantastic. We're going to talk a lot about that next week, of course. Uh, AEW, that is. AEW Fantastic. Talk about that. So, Index happened. The wedding of Index actually went through. I was surprised. I thought for sure shenanigans going to ensue because it was a wrestling wedding. <laughs> yes. And those of you who know anything about wrestling weddings know exactly what I mean. So here's what I want to do. Okay. We're not going to do like the whole like Desert Island. We're not going to do, you know, Feud Faction or Fired. But I just want you to pull out what would be one of your most memorable favorites, most endearing, one of the ones you like the most, quirky, weird, whatever your criteria is. Give me one of the, give give me one or two wrestling weddings that stick out in your head when I say that term. Uh, Randy Savage, Elizabeth. That's the classic, absolutely. That's number one. Easy peasy list for you. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. like this is the most iconic and most memorable. I think that really set the ground stage for what a wrestling wedding is for our generation and beyond, mm-hmm. for sure. It, it 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 was iconic. You know, if I had to go a second one, yeah, so uh, iconic one. Uh, one of the ones that sticks out in my head the most because it's one of the more recent ones mm-hmm. uh, was Rosemary's failed attempt at a marriage. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not too long ago, against uh, Johnny Bravo, was it Johnny Bravo? Yeah, yeah, virginal Johnny Bravo on Impact Wrestling, uh, where Johnny Bravo ended up getting getting shot, you know, and you had uh, <laughs> you had uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer cosplaying as Hawk over him, crying out "Why?" to end the show. It was the quintessential wrestling wedding. It was ridiculous on every level. I loved every second. of <laughs> um, you know, another really good one. Um, it's gotta be Kane Kane's wedding. Kane and Kane's wedding? Yeah, Kane and, Okay. Yeah, that one that one just cracked me up when I was a kid. There was a lot of weddings, WWE Attitude Era. Oh my goodness. Like they're well, hell, we, we It's Stephanie McMahon's twice, right? Yes. She had Test once. Stephanie and Test, and then you had Stephanie and Triple H. 
um, right. which that one was really great, but it was a wedding thing. Like they eloped and she was drunk and I thought that was just a fun little thing. Mm-hmm. That was, that was good. And then edge and Lita, but then Kane shows up. I thought that one was great. Like there were so many back then. They were just, Wait, didn't, didn't Lita have one where she was supposed to marry Kane? Yeah, that was, that was the Kane one. Okay, you said you said Edge and well, no. Remember, Edge and Lita were gonna get married, and Kane like came through the. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Edge. And then you get and then you get the bad ones. You have uh, whatever the hell the Bobby Lashley and uh, Lana thing was. Oh, that was so <laughs> terrible. We didn't even, we didn't even talk about Chelsea Green. Oh yeah, I forgot the, the origination. The yeah yeah. Um, I mean the Chelsea was it, that was Chelsea Green, right? Her and uh, who's now uh, the Blade, um, or was that that was Laura Van Ness? Sorry, yeah, Laura Van Ness wedding. That was that that was not the best time for TNA, but that was a fantastic wedding too. But with a little bit of kayfabe and a little bit of non kayfabe involved, because Allie, of course, is legitimately married to the man who is now the Blade. And, yeah. I don't remember what he used to go by, but yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what he was called either. Ugh. Never at all. I don't, I don't, I don't. So. Yeah, well, okay. So I just thought I'd get that, you know. It's like, it made me think about that as I was watching that the other night. Because it was, I fully expected shenanigans to happen, and there really wasn't. And I go, that's such a rarity for a wrestling wedding. <laughs> so, right? To what it's worth, there's only been one wrestling wedding in AEW, and it was just okay. You know, the whole Kip Sabian thing. Oh, it was fun. It was not great. It was, it was fun. Once again, it didn't really have lots of shenanigans involved with it, and I don't know. I don't know. It, it was it was okay. I think that if it hadn't happened in the middle of the pandemic, it would have been better. I agree. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna leave you guys with that here. Um, any final thoughts you have, Jamie? Not today. Not today. All right. Well, uh, I know we gave you guys a lot here, but uh, we're going to get you a lot more next week because uh, we'll be back on Tuesday to give you uh, whatever. Did, was was Jamie correct? Did Marston Adamas strike again and Fuego Del Sol become that TNT champion? We shall find out. We're also going to give you the recap of what happened at all of our shows, our secret shows, the Journey Pro Kansas City show happening tomorrow night. Reminder, if you're in the Kansas City area, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, get your butts over to Edwardsville, Kansas. It's just west of the main metropolitan area. Uh, Edwardsville City Park. Bring a chair. Sit on the field. It's going to be great. We're going to watch some fantastic wrestling stat card. Uh, thank you again to Walter for giving us some of your time the other day. We do appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate all of you for watching and listening and sticking through us this, this to the very end. Um, yeah, that's what we got. So we'll be back with more. Uh, I'm going to bid you adieu and say, Jamie, take us home. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down to spot fest, I got one word for you. Fuego. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace.